Okay, we're recording. Yay. Hi. Thank you for being here, Valdi. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this is exciting. So um, the raw conversations are just to capture raw conversations. And I'll give a little bit of background here. Valby, you and I met in Sean Croxton's Money Mind Academy. And yeah. I've been so inspired by your shares, your energy, just the way that you, um, I, I know this isn't your first round with Sean, right? So like, I know that you're familiar with things, the material, like more than I am, this is my first go through. And so it's very inspiring to see your commitment to it and hear your shares about it. And so I just, I felt really called to connect with you in this format, because in the last session, you said that you just wanted to talk to people and like have a podcast and do that. You're like, I don't really like, I don't know how, how do you do that? And that I have had those feelings yeah. <laughs> and this is me here doing this. And wow. you're the kind of like people I want to talk to. So yeah, that was really kind of you to say. And that's crazy that you say that. Um, I'm like looking at my podcast board right now, like the board of the topics that I want to talk about. I'm like, where do I start? Where do I start? And then just watching you just start is like, just like this. Like you literally just, you just do it, you know? Yes. That, that I had that whole thought. So like I had the idea for my podcast in 2015, maybe a little yeah. bit before, like I was working a corporate job that was totally soul draining. I was sick in my body like didn't know what was going on, but I was listening to people. And I think I, I had discovered Sean at that time through a friend. And I was just like, I'm so fascinated by things and talking to people and these conversations that I have. And through conversation, I realized that like, I get to see how much I know and learn even more about myself. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to share this with everybody, but I didn't do it because I was like, yeah oh, I need a content plan and I need this and I need that and I need a name <laughs> and a logo oh and all these things. And then even when I started it in 2018, yeah. I was still like, I don't really know. Yes. But I was like doing it intermittently. And then yeah. after I got sick, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I just need to do it. And like, Tim Ferriss has this question, what if it was easy? Like, I've heard, this is where I got this. What if wow. it was easy? And I was like, well, one day I was like, I'll just sit down with my phone and I'll record. I don't need a microphone. Like, I'll just do it when the inspiration hits. And that's yeah. where the idea for my raw expressions came from. And then the raw combos, just going like, hey, I want to talk to this person. Why should it be so hard? Or why yeah. do I feel like I need to be interviewing only experts or whatever? We're all experts in something. So I don't even know what you're an expert in, Balbi. Yes. But we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Yes. We'll figure it yes, out. Yes yes. yes, yes, yes. This is the best, the best day ever. Wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Like literally, you have described my life, my like my way of life. Like every person I meet is the most interesting person because I don't know them. You know what I mean? Like to write someone off immediately because I don't know, they look, talk, or act a certain way. And that's for any kind of position you take it. It's like you're missing you're missing out on whatever they could possibly teach you. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to go up to someone who just doesn't want to speak, but like people are interesting when you give them a chance, super interesting. You just learn the coolest things. Like, um, 
I remember I went to the dentist and it was like early 8, 9 a.m. And, you know, it's early 8, 9 a.m. So everyone's like, good morning. The regular, like, like, you know, just the regular salutations where you just say it to get past yeah. each other. And yeah. I'm like, good morning. And the woman who was, um, she was handling my, my pre, my pre-op, um, she was talking to me and she was like making, you know, how you, you just naturally like ask opening questions just like so what do you like to do and then I asked her back and I found out that she likes to draw turkeys and I was like you would have never known that she was like I like to draw turkeys and my father and I she was like I grew up in Alabama and she just opened up like she went from just being like you know hi and it wasn't it wasn't like a soul connection but it was like for two seconds for the two two to five minutes that we were in the room together. Like I found out that she likes to draw turkeys and she plays seven instruments and she misses her family in Alabama. Like you would never know, you would never know that. And I was like, that's so cool. And I just, and then I was talking to her and she was like, you know what? She was like, you have this way with words where you just kind of make everything into like a beautiful picture. I was like, cause it is, because it is. You know, like if, if I, if I had a choice and I do, we do have a choice. I would look at, you know, what's beautiful about certain things. And, and that's not for everything. I can't put a positive spin on everything. But if at 9am, the lady doing my pre-op wants to talk to me about the turkeys that she draws, that is the most interesting thing. Cause I've never heard that before. Like, yeah. when can I say that I heard that before? It was so, it was just so nice. It was so nice to just to talk. I didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to hang out after, you know, it was just like, it's really nice to meet you and then have a great day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I love that. I love those little connections and that story. And like you said, you said the things that we say to just get past each other. And that was like, oh yeah, like that's such a good way of putting it. And that kind of stuff bores me. And I'm also guilty of it because yes. I've, in, in my experience, I found um, that I didn't know how to open up to that like outside of the boredom because I was so conditioned to small talk like okay I know I want something deeper but like how do I get it how do I find that and part of my journey was like then becoming that like becoming the mirror and that's what like you said about like you see that beauty I, I feel like when we have a mindset like that or curiosity and the ability to see beauty and we choose to see it, then like other people can start to see it through us. Does that make sense? It does. When you light up, it just allows people to, I think it's when you, and not just light up, but when you um, get excited for what people are actually saying, they start talking more. And then you start realizing someone draws turkeys. Like (laughs) if she would have just been like, what do you like to do? I'd be like, nothing. What do you like to do? She'd be like, oh, you know, draw turkeys. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. And then that would have been the end of the conversation. But she, I don't even think she would have gotten to being an artist because we, like, it started so, like, we just, she just opened up. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just showing interest in what the other person is saying. It just makes them want to talk more. You know, like, conversations, pe- for the most part, people don't usually walk into a conversation and just share their whole life story. Some people do. But for the most part, we usually make the small talk because like most people aren't really listening. Like we say, we're not really, you know, like, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? And then like, if you say something little or you ask a different question or you look them in the eye or you just like engage, it's really, it's truly engagement, engaging fully 
for that present moment, not thinking about, oh, what am I getting for lunch today? Or do I have to go pick up my laundry? Or what am I doing? Because you're not present. It's being fully present in every conversation that you're having. So that like, when you're present, you can catch like, you know, verbal cues, nonverbal cues. You can actually listen. Like if you're present, you're actually listening. So when they say something, you're like, oh, wow. I've never heard about that. Can you tell me more? And then they're like, well, of course I can't because I opened <laughs> up. Like, of course I'm going to tell you. So I think it's just beautiful. I see it happen all the time with my friends, just watching people light up. And it doesn't matter what they're talking about. It really doesn't matter. And, and you can, and it doesn't take a long time either. Like, I think, I think that's the, like the cornerstone for me of friendship, you know, and like family, like, every if we're all not everybody we can't all be connected we can't all I know that we can't you know like in a perfect world but I do believe for like just that little moment of time even if it's for something little as turkeys we can just I can be fully present with that conversation you know right yeah yeah I, I feel like turkeys are going to be a theme of this conversation <laughs> so we become a whole metaphor um I'm <laughs> curious is this um is this a natural talent of yours? Did you have to, did you learn this in some way? And how have you, like, maybe if it was a natural talent, have you expanded on it? Like, cause, because not, we don't all, I think we all have the ability to do this, but I speak from my experience, like I was not very natural at it. I was nice, clean. I was shut down. I was not present. So I'm curious what your, you know, experience of this quality has been over your life path. I think, not even I think, I know that I've always been like this, but it didn't always come off like this. Like I was either super talkative. So when I was younger, I was always super engaged. Anything, anything new, anything that was interesting. Like that's why school was awesome until it got hard. And I was like, well, this isn't fun anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anything that I not necessarily don't understand, but I I just never seen before. is just so fascinating to me. So I've always, I've always been engaged in things that I didn't know about. So if someone was talking, I was always listening, but I was also always talking. (laughs) I was always talking. And um, I think, but I was, I, I was also, it, it was so weird. My mom even said that she was like, you always are talking, but you are also always listening. It's like a super weird, super, super weird superpower. Like I can talk somebody's head off. But I can also pay attention to everything that you said and like repeat it back to you and actively engage in it. But I also am always talking. So people assume that I'm not listening. And like, so it came off as I, as if I was like, not childish, I guess childish would be the word. A lot of people didn't take me seriously. So even if I could have like better conversations, cause I love to read, I love to learn, but I also love to play. So it, most people just wrote it off as, oh, she's, you know, she's just young and she just, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm actually pretty smart. And, you know, not smarter, but I'm back. I, you know, I can have conversations that are other than let's just play around, but I've, I've always been, and it's so funny like this, like I, it's, it's so funny that I can't even call it like this. Like even you saying that, I'm like, I mean, yeah. My mom was like, when we, when I used to live in New York, um, 
we would go on the bus and I would get on the bus and be like, good morning. Hi. Hi, my name is Balby. Good morning. Like that's just always, it's always, I've always been like that. Um, but I've learned, actually, I've learned to just hone it in, just to bring it in just a little bit because I'm not, even though it's natural, I also understand it's not for everybody. And it's also like a surefire way to get my feelings hurt, like to act completely oblivious to like the fact that some people just don't want to talk. Um, some people aren't your friend and some people just don't have your best interest in mind because I used to just bulldoze past like every red flag and every conversation. I'm like, yeah, we're just talking. I said, okay, <laughs> you're going to keep getting your feelings hurt. And, um, I'm not sensitive. I wouldn't call myself sensitive, but like at times I'm oblivious, but it doesn't, but when I do realize it hurts even more. So like, if I'm like having a conversation with you and then like three hours later, I'm like, dang, I think she was trying to hurt my feelings. Like it wouldn't hit until later because I'm so like tunnel vision in the conversation. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, we're just talking, whatever. And then I'm like, hmm. I was like, I think, I don't think that was, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it, it never really hit. So I felt, it's so weird to answer this question. Like, have I always been like this? Yes. But in the same breath, I've learned to not be like this. I, and, it, and it bothers me sometimes because it's hard to, to not just burst with energy and explode and, and like, be like all me all the time. Cause it's balanced too. It's also not healthy. Like they're, because I don't want to hit, I don't hit my lows as hard when I'm realizing, okay, you can be here and you can engage. I also know how to like turn it on. I, I can engage, but I can also just decide, yeah. like, just relax, just watch. I've learned to observe and, and be patient. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I understand um, the difficulty in, in explaining something like that. Like, well, yeah, I've always been this way, but also I'm not. And and like, how does that even work? Like that yes. self-reflection, like, <laughs> yes. so thank you for sharing and working it out verbally. I appreciate that exactly. Like I, I feel my own process in it. And I, you have like this childlike nature. And so you saying like, you would just walk on the bus and be like, hi, I'm Bobby. And you know, here I am. And I want to connect. I feel like that is something that I know for me and just what I sense in like the world around me, we tend to lose it. It can be lost. Like I, I know that I was like that. My mom says, Oh, you would go up and talk to anybody. And at some point, I don't know, because I got so hurt or because I was told, you know, too much, don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. I like reined it in yeah. and like shut it down. And so it's been a different journey than what you describe of like regaining it and finding the play and coming into that connection. But it's also the same in recognizing when, when is, because we're in relationship with everything in life, like I have this idea of what this relationship is and what I want from it and what I want to say and what I'm excited about getting to know. And sometimes I meet people and I'm like, Oh, you're so fascinating. Like, tell yeah. me more. And I start asking questions and they're like, Ooh. or yeah. even before I ask questions, I think they're like, I have, I've been told that I can like put people on edge because yeah. I'm so intensely 
present and interested that they're like, whoa. So getting to understand like where that other person is at, not just for them, but also for me, because then I get hurt. Like you said, like I would get hurt because, oh, now they're shut down or now what, what, and I would wonder like, what is it about me or what did I do? And then I would like obsess about it later, (laughs) but learning that balance and then to like read, to read the energy, like all of the energy, not just what I want has been beneficial for me. Like, yes. That was great. Read the energy, not just what I want. That is a, that is a word. That is so true. That is so true. Because I like assuming that everybody's just on the same, you know, super excited level. It's just not realistic. It's one, it's not realistic. And then two, some people are just not in the mood. Like, and I have to understand that it really has nothing to do with me. It's just not their day, not their moment. Someone could have just pissed them off 20 minutes ago. Now I come in and stuff like that. But I've also learned not to let it affect me. Like, even if I was to like come up to you and be like, oh, hey, hey, Rachel. And you're like, not really moved. I'd be like, okay, next person. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do, you know? So I've learned to pivot. I've learned to pivot very quickly with people. Um, I've also, I think I just realized something. I have always been like this but I'm actually very shy, like a very small, like a very, very, very tiny part of me is very shy. And I would realize like, why? I was like, cause why would I be so observant? I was like, because when I'm not, because when I'm like super, super excited, super, I'm in like full, full Balbi mode. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing to do, but when I'm not, it's cause I'm watching and I'm usually watching and not in like a, let me see who's trying to hurt my feelings. We're just like watching the room just like, where can I, where can I fit in? And it's usually nowhere. So I become the loudest person. Like, you know, it's, but it's, it's, it's worked out because, um, and I, it just clicked for me because my mom was like, yeah, I remember one time I dropped you off at this church event and it was like a bunch of kids sitting in the room and like, I walked you in and then I stood in the doorway and watched from the little people. And she was like, you walked in and you just kind of glanced around the room and then you just sat down in that in this in the spot and then didn't say anything to anyone. And I realized I do like in the same breath, I do the same thing. Like, I mean, I I mean I do um the opposite. So sometimes I'm most times, I would say literally 95% of the time, I'm usually the first person to speak to everybody in the room. But there is that one quiet little five percent of that little girl in me that just kind of sits down and like. I'm fine. I'm still, even though I am usually the loudest person in the room, I'm also the person that has a book in her hand. Like it's very much, I like to sit and just read around and be super quiet. But if you come up to me, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like it's not, I've, and, and I love that because when I am quiet I mean when I am loud it's not for attention it's never to be it's never on purpose to be the loudest person I just don't have volume control and like <laughs> do you see I'm talking and then like it just goes up here but if I'm speaking it's because I want to say something not because I, I want the room to see me and I realized like with the cool kids or you know the popular kids whatever I was like that's not really what I'm trying to do I was like I don't want to be loud for the sake of being loud like I'm actually pretty funny sometimes. People are cool. And then usually I would go out of my way. Like if 
I'm the person in the room, like if everyone's in the room, everyone's hanging out and there's one person in the corner who reminds me of that little girl in me, I will go up to her and I've done it often. I'm like, hey, you want to hang out? Hey, come on. We're all having fun over here. Don't be left out. Like I'm the person that sees the entire room so we can all have a good time. And then usually like, because I never want to be that girl. It's so weird. Like I never want to, I never want to feel like, oh man, no one came up to talk to me when Mm -hmm. I was like little or anything so I became the person I became the person I needed but I never really needed it because that's just who I am that I'm not afraid of like talking to people I don't really (laughs) talking about it out loud is so crazy because like all the memories are coming back yeah and I'm like am I shy maybe you're maybe you're all of it I think so I really do think so I think that that is I think that's true for most of us that we're all like we have this world that we live in where we're this or we're that you're democrat you're republican you're straight or you're gay you're you know what whatever there's all kinds of polarities you know you're introverted extroverted um you're loud or you're quiet but we can be all of it in in, in all in the same breath even like it doesn't have to be um like we're just so much more refined and flowing than Mm -hmm. what we try to like categorize and classify so like I heard you basically just saying like I can you can read some energy you can like see you have empathy you recognize things that you would feel like you need and can you know say like oh this person's sitting over there I'm gonna go and see what they need maybe not you know assuming that well yeah if I was in the corner I may not want to be left alone and also she may want to be in the corner and that's okay too you know um whereas that that's where the the that awareness level I think comes in as we start to work with and refine our gifts and our talents and our natural tendencies to like really be our powers and I talk about that because like I'm a I can be fiery. I can use my words to really sink in and like hurt and inflict because I know, and that's like, (laughs) that's where I get like my family kind of like provokes me and like this picture they painted of me and I hated it. But then also I'm like, they're right. And it's true. (laughs) And that is me. And also because I have that, I can use my words to support someone, to encourage someone, to explain something beautiful, to connect and to like be this other side. It's not, it's all of it. It's not, I'm not just like monster or not monster monster or angel, you know? So like in, 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 I find it hard to explain sometimes too, or like I walk myself in circles because I'm like, am I this or am I that? Or what am I? Why do I? What? And then I'm like, no, I'm just me. Like, yes, yes. Just here and talking, trying to figure it out. <laughs> literally, I feel like every day I change my mind about like who I am, or like that question, like, do you know who you are? I'm like, I mean, that changes with my mood. Like, did I eat this morning? Because <laughs> like, right now I'm hungry, you know. But tomorrow I won't. Like, you know, it's such a. That's such a. Do you know who you are? I'm like, that's a loaded question. Yes, I know who I am. And also, no, I don't, because in a week, I won't be the same person tomorrow. Literally, who, who and like, literally knows? In like two minutes, yeah. it might be different. 
like yeah. everything changes like yeah, um, moment to moment so a label and I, I'm looking at my board I don't like labels I really and not like oh I hate labels blah 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 I understand why we label things mentally we have a need to put things in boxes and classify things and understand so I get it like I'm fine but for me the minute I label myself as anything, I feel like I just put myself in a box. Like I just mm-hmm. box myself in about things I can and cannot do or mm-hmm. things I should and shouldn't say or anything like anything like that. I'm like, I just, and uh, gosh, I forget his name. I forget his name. He's a really great motivational speaker. Um, I forget his name, but he says, um, once you label something, you negate it. And I'm like, the more you think about that, I'm like, True. The minute you say you're angry, I'm like, so have you always been angry? Like there's never a time at all. Have you never been happy or you're happy? I'm like, so I can't be angry. So I can't be upset. Like, and I, and it also like the power of words, words are super powerful. So the minute you like label something, you just put it in a box just in general. Like you'd be like, oh, that's an angry, that's an angry person. You don't even know them. And now you just have this mentality of of a person you've never met, never have a conversation never had a conversation with just assuming that they are the kind of person that they are and I think that's another reason why um I make a lot of friends because I don't believe in what people say about other people they're like oh they're this this, and that I'm like you don't know you do not know that person like you know them for the situation that pissed you off or made you happy about them but like to go in either direction be like oh they're a nice person but I do not know that person I'm not I it's not even like a I don't trust it's just I don't know you. I have, and not, I don't know you. I haven't experienced you yet to say, this is who you are, or this is who you aren't. And I just, I just think that's so interesting. Like, it's just, it's just really interesting that a lot of people, um, not only do we label things, we also don't know how to communicate. I, I think I've learned a lot because my mother and father, they grew up in Honduras. So my mom stressed articulating because she couldn't she barely spoke English and she didn't want us to have like an accent and she wanted us to read and learn and go to school and so the more I read and the more I learn I realized we're literally all the same like we're we are literally all the same everyone is arguing about the same thing mm-hmm. and I'm I'm able to have just a little more um grace and empathy for people but it's just it's just interesting it's so interesting my mind is running like 10 million there's so many points there's so many points there's so many points there are I mean every because it's all it's all connected we can start this and then that and but I want to I want to go back to something that I really appreciated I agree about language being this like it's super important I did copywriting for a little bit and my whole thing was like um, there's this Terrence McKenna quote about like language is literally how we create our world. And so like, if you know the language that you want, like for, for a customer, like in copywriting, if you know the language that you can use to create your customer's world, like you're good, you're golden. You can cast that spell. And I noticed a shift that you used in language about saying like, you're, talking about oh there's this person and they're angry but you don't even know them and then you said you haven't experienced them and I think that that's really powerful because that's all we ever do is experience another person's energy we don't know 
yeah. anything about them. Yeah. We can't get in their head. We can get a powerful message from like what it is that we experience about what's happening in that moment. And then it's all about our interpretation of it. Oh, Us saying, well, they're, they're an angry person or they're, you know, whatever. But like, I have no idea. Yes, really have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's And it's so funny that we just have to trust or not trust our instincts on, you know, whoever this person may or may not be. I think for me, I just, I, which is why I don't believe that there are good or bad people. Um, Uh I believe that I don't like, I don't believe that people are inherently good or inherently bad in the sense of like, Oh, if you had a dial, we would just all swing towards North or South. Like, no, it's all context. It's all situational. Like whatever choice you made yesterday or today could be starkingly different. Um, it's just, it's just interesting. It's really, it's how you experience that person that day in that way. I, it could be because in because at the core, I feel like we all want the same thing. We may mm-hmm. express it differently, but we want the mm-hmm. same thing. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be validated. We want to, know, and we do it all the time. We just want to know we exist as ourselves. That's why we go so hard to dress the way we want to be seen as, the way we speak, the way we want to be seen as. We have friends. We surround ourselves with the people we want to be associated with. Like it's identity and. That's the, and like saying that out loud, I'm like, wow, that's why we go so hard for labels. Like, oh, I'm not like that. I'm like, what, the, what are you like? <laughs> and and I, I even do it. Like I, and not even um, consciously, but it's like, oh, I just, mm, I really want to go there. I'm like, why? 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 I, even, I, and I don't do it often, but I catch myself. I was talking to my friend. I was like, I don't know if I'd talk to them. He was like, why? What did they do? And I was like, well, you're right. They didn't really. Yeah do anything okay cool you know like we 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 do because we want to be we want other people to perceive us the way we perceive ourselves instead of just going full out just just do it instead of trying and I was reading um the subtle art of not giving can I curse yeah please (laughs) the subtle art of not I was like oh no am I gonna get (laughs) it's gonna get censored um the subtle art of not giving a fuck and um by mark Mark yes yeah i haven't read it but i'm curious i'm reading the the, i'm reading on my phone right now basically the first chapter he was like stop trying he was like why do we try we try so hard like instead of actually being who we are we try so hard to be who like all of these parts everyone like in every aspect in every group we try so hard to look at be and just do something that we're not and it just makes life suck it, does. <laughs> it just makes life suck 100 percent. yeah that, that's basically what he was saying that is really the what the catalyst for me was for starting this podcast was sharing that journey what i call the unraveling that i borrowed from Brene brown of like that moment you're like i love hey, Brene brown why am i living this life as what i think i should be and what other people want i'm in this job that people said like anybody would be so grateful for that you know like i'm like well i'm miserable so yeah. you know don't like that was totally invalidating like how i actually felt 
And anyway, I was trying to be what I thought I needed to be instead of just being who I was. And the truth was, I had no fucking clue who I was because I had been living someone else's life, you know? And it was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to figure this out. And I mean, I'm still figuring it out, but I find that when I'm just me when I can like drop out of all the chatter and I can feel like I can just say what I want or be, and not in a way like, well, I'm just going to say whatever I want. Cause that's, yeah. there's a difference. I know yeah. people who I've seen and they're like, I can say whatever I want. Like, yeah, that energy, that's a protective thing. It is. I'm talking about the, like, I'm just going to be. People, they, people, those are, well, the opposite. Those are people who are, trying to look like they're standing in their truth and there's it's a super big difference from someone actually standing in their truth Ew. because like confidence and I realized like what's confidence I'm like literally it's not well I mean yeah it's whatever like walking around like whatever but it's like it's this unshakable like have you seen a confident person like it's they just are like the walking embodiment of themselves like they cannot be shaken it's yeah. you're, walk, you're walking your truth you're being honest I feel like anyone, I get, I get a little skeptical if anything needs to be announced. Confidence isn't announced. It just is, you know? So we're like, you know, I can just like, I'm just gonna be whatever I want to be. Then I'm like, okay, you didn't need to say it. You could just do it, you know? Yes. Yes. And that I found in the moments when I'm just like, doing me and not thinking about anything else or following like that gut impulse that's when I feel like other people and good things are like magnetized towards me you know and it's like oh um wow this is what it feels like and so in a weird way I've had to go inward to start finding that that me that natural like who I am but also recognizing like what happens on the outside when I am that a lot of tension tends to melt away or it shows up and I can like choose to like um you know recognize how I feel yeah um, I feel like I'm starting to not make make sense in that and no I, it makes it, sense okay yeah, it makes sense when <laughs> and I think it's- because it's all relational like this whole world is we're never ever alone yeah truly, ever yeah yeah, Always even when you feel like it the most, even like, and I, oh, we do it all the time. I'm like, I'm so alone. No <laughs> one understands me. And then you like call a friend. They're like, yeah, girl, I'm coming over. It's okay. Or stop crying. We get it. Or you can cry. You're not alone. It's just this, yeah. like, we're, we're all here. We're literally, and then it's like, what's he, it's, oh my God, you're not really on the existential crisis of what is here and what is now. <laughs> <laughs> but I completely agree. I completely agree. When you're confident, back to the the confident point, when you are like walking in your truth, people will naturally gravitate towards you because that's what we all want. We see it. We see it all the time. Like we're like, oh man, I want to be like that. I'm like, you don't. And you, we realize it too. All the people that we look that we look up to, it's like sometimes you don't really want to be them. You want to have that that spirit of like, I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to follow my truth. That's what we use. Well, for me, my idols, like they're walking in their truth. They yeah. tell the truth all the time. They, they do the things that make them happy. They're honest. They, they set boundaries. They hold boundaries. They uphold their boundaries. They, they don't 
like they say no when they mean it they say yes when they want to like and I was realizing I, now that I say that I was all of my podcasts my favorite women like Shonda Rhimes Tracy Ellis Ross um India Iree Glennon Doyle Brene Brown and I'm listening to all of their podcasts and the underlying thing like the point they're like I just have to tell the truth the truth will literally set you free and that's where all your confidence goes because when you're lying to yourself and you're lying to the world how can you be how can you live a confident and you know fruitful life if you're lying about the job that you're at saying that you enjoy being there if you're lying about the place that you live you don't have to like wallow in it but it's just tell the truth so you can get the hell out of it like it's the first step to changing anything right the first step to having what you want is just acknowledging the truth of what is yeah and that's that's that takes a lot of courage but i think it's the best thing you could do for yourself yeah i think that's the first step to confidence to confidence such a weird word but the first step to to being a confident person or an honest person to me Mm -hmm. yeah that's my dad um he was uh gosh he was an alcoholic growing up um and an addict and we really got to know each other in the last year he passed away in august um but he would I finally got to know his journey and like he went from nothing to rebuilding his life and 20 years of sobriety. And like, I said, how do you do it? Like how? And he's like, you just got to be honest, open and willing, honest, open and willing. If you're not honest, you're not open. You're not willing. You can't change anything like the And the honesty is the key. And the first person is always with yourself and just like, Gosh, that it sticks with me um, because <laughs> I there's definitely been a lot of places in my life where like I just you know I want to bury my head in the sand and I don't really want to be real about it because I want it to be different because it's going to be hard if I really get honest about it or it's going to be uncomfortable or so I think and then like I just fucking do it and I get honest about it and I get open and I do the thing I'm like oh. That's it. That's all. I just tortured myself for how long? And that's all I needed to do. Yes. <laughs> like, Rachel, come on. And it's um but that's like for me and this like unraveling journey which I've now added in like this this reclaiming because there's the unraveling which I yeah. imagine of like like the a mess pop- you made. Yeah. It's like the mess you made and it's like let me clear all this out. Yeah. Well, for me it was like kind of how I felt like life was like a sweater that was really tight and itchy. There was wool and it was a turtleneck and I couldn't like, you know, and it was a lot of these like shoulds and oh, could haves and uh, you know, all this other people's opinions. And I needed to like unravel that, like get it off me. And it was like, there are a lot of knots and it was hard. And now like I get to reclaim, reclaim what it is that I'm wearing as like the life that I'm in, yes. if, if that makes sense. And so like, what, what are the, what are those little pieces do I want to keep maybe? What did I learn from it? And how do I want to weave it together? Um, Cause I get to choose, I get to choose. And um, it's not as hard as I've realized I've made it out in my mind in a lot of ways. It can be a lot easier, and I, I don't know where the idea that it has to be hard comes from. I actually had a 
a coach friend who spoke to me, she's like, you really don't value easy. You really like, why, what is wrong with easy? And I was just like, what do you mean? I don't value easy. I was like, when I thought about it, I I don't, I don't value easy for some reason. Like I thought it's gotta be a struggle for it to be good. And I actually unraveled some of that in money mind Academy. Um, because I, and I'm finding that this work is about so much more than money really. 100%. Yeah. It's diving (laughs) into some deep stuff that I, and I've done a lot of work, but there's something about the way, I don't know, Sean's, Sean's program, his space holding and the community, I think, you know, really big. It's it's where everyone comes and is like, super honest everyone starts telling the truth honest you just, yeah you start word vomiting all this stuff that you didn't even realize was coming out I'm like hmm, well, I didn't really know I felt like this because I've also learned um sometimes my brain speaks faster than my mouth so if the words come out before I can even mentally get a chance to process them I can't even take it back because if it came out of my mouth that means I meant it so like one time I was, um, I had a client, I'm doing her hair. And I was like, I've been angry for a long time. And it just like came, I was like, what the hell? Like I looked at her and I said, what the? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, I didn't mean that. And then we both paused. I was like, well, maybe I, yeah. well, maybe I did. That I, I think is so powerful because when we're in relationship, when we're like in this pure presence, stuff comes out that we don't know is there. And I, in my experience, if I just live in my head, I can like edit myself way too much. I'm a real good editor and I don't want to do that. So that's, I've had conversations with girlfriends. I'm like, man, we should have recorded that because I don't even remember what I said, but there was good stuff in there, you know? So that's why, that's why this right here, like recording this conversation, I feel like there's going to be just so much good stuff and we are then held accountable to the truth that comes out, like whether we like it or not. And I don't mean <laughs> held accountable, like this will be used against you in a court yeah. law, but like, then I can, I appreciate it. Cause I can go, go, Oh, I really, you know, this is who I was or yeah. in that moment and what I felt. And Ooh, like, I'm curious with that, what came out while you were, you know, with a client doing someone's hair saying you were angry. And then really like, Ooh, maybe I did mean that. How did you then take that? Like, where did it go from there for you? It, we were, okay. I had, to, I had to remember what we were talking about. We were talking about family and she was talking about her mom and her dad and her relationship with her parents. And I was talking about my mom and my sisters. And I was like, yeah, like it just, it, it was so, it was so natural. I was like, who said that? <laughs> so I had to take a second. And then I was like, I guess I meant it. And then we both kind of just sat for a moment and I was like, yeah, 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 I've been angry for a while. And I've also realized um, I don't take my anger out on people, but I realize it doesn't mean the anger goes away. So I was like, where is that expressing itself? I was like, when you get snappy, I, get, I tend to get snappy with my mom sometimes a lot. And I was like, she's not even doing anything. And I don't do that to anyone else. Like, I don't get snappy with anyone else. And I'm like, you're angry. You were angry with her and you're trying to not be angry with her. And I don't hate my mom. I absolutely love her. I, it, I didn't like her for a little bit. Um, but after I moved out, I, I just, you know, you just kind of realized she was, a, she was a person before she was my mom, before she had the title of mom. She had her own life and her own dreams and her own goals. 
and it was kind of a it was a lot it still is like a lot to to hold on to the fact that like okay maybe you weren't perfect but like for what you were I appreciate you and I love you and I can hold space for both of those um but still sometimes I'm like 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 so immediate like just immediately irritated and I'm like I don't even and then I'm like, I do act like that. Cause I can't even say, I don't even act like that. I'm like, yes, you do. Cause you, you do it all the time. Like you can't even, cause we, we deny, we're like, oh, I don't really do it all the time. I'm like, if I had a camera and I also think if you had a camera following you for a day, you'd realize you do way more than what you think you do. Or I'm, I'm not this, you know, angel of, angel of grace and love and happiness and pure childlike, you know, persona. I'm like, no, you're actually kind of a bitch sometimes. <laughs> and you're kind of rude. Like, Maybe not all the time, but like the, it, it's a lot to to realize that like maybe I need to stop pointing the fingers. And yes, I have been angry for a while. And maybe it's not just angry at my mom. Maybe I'm angry at myself. So the conversation really like, it just opened all the way up. Like she started talking about her dad and I started talking about my mom. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> But it was so natural. It was so natural. I, I, I'm really appreciative of, appreciative of it. Um, I just, it's a lot to come to terms with when it just falls out of your mouth like that. Like, you know, you can't really prep. You can't journal that. It just was like, oh, okay, let's just unpack this right here. Yeah. <laughs> and then once we got over it, not over it, but once we talked through it, we just kind of like continued on with the conversation. Yeah. That, um, I feel like sometimes those things just ask to come out and like, I feel like whatever your, your mind, your body probably just knew that this is a space to do it. And there'll be connection there that can help to like flesh it out. And I, um, I mean, I have a lot of like family stuff like that, that I've worked through. And I realized like, there's so much that you said there, like, oh, maybe I should stop pointing the finger that way and start looking this way. And the anger that has um, resided in me comes out in ways that are just like not fair and not, I don't even like to say the word fair, but they're often not about, it's my reaction isn't about the situation that, um, it appears to be. Sorry, I forgot to yeah. silence my phone, so I'm gonna. I got a call. Um, it's not about like like when my partner leaves dirty dishes out or socks lying around or whatever. Like it's not about that. Or like yeah. I recently had a conversation with my mom where she was talking about there's something and and she said like, well, it's not that or it could be worse. And it just inflamed me. And it was like it was about my niece not eating vegetables. And I'm like, that's the foundation of her health. And I got super fired up. Yeah. And I wasn't mad about, I mean, I am, it it does make me sad to see a kid not eating vegetables and she's going to learn to eat like mac and cheese all her life, which is like my story. I ended up not eating well. I ended up having some poor health stuff, you know, and the, I know the struggle that I go through or that I had to go through to learn about a relationship with food and all these things. But then I realized that that way of thinking had become my way of thinking. And the person I was really mad at was me that I really needed to look in and go, where am I still internalizing that? Cause I'm the adult now. 
I don't yeah. get to just keep being mad at my mom, the the person who, like you said, she was someone else before she was my mom. You know, she had this other life. She has her own set of things that she wanted and feelings and whatever. Like, and now I'm this person who has, you know, the things that she wanted and my subconscious programming was formed, yeah. you know, yeah. And in a way that just is, and I have to accept that and then like, look here. So that's part of like a journey that I'm on right now is seeing where that anger comes up and like going, okay, well, where is it here first? Mm -hmm. And that's, it's like, man, it's, it's not um, comfortable, but it's really freeing. (laughs) And I've noticed for me in shifting it in myself then it shifts the relationship without ever having to, to do anything. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. If, yeah. Yeah. It's because your feelings behind it are different. So you don't really have to do anything. You just experience her differently. So now you're not, you know what yeah. I mean? So now it's not, Oh, I have to act like a completely different person. It's like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not triggered. I'm not so triggered. I've, let it go I've truly I've let it go and um you kind of set yourself free honestly you mm-hmm. it makes experiences and people like relationships more enjoyable when you're like you know what this is okay you know I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way to change you and I'm also not gonna go out of my way to be upset about the fact that I can't change you or the fact that we think differently or mm-hmm. The fact that I love you and I want to see, like, I've also realized like the people we love, we try and change the most. Like, well, I love you. So why don't we just, you know, why can't you just be who I need you to be? Like, (laughs) to be good for you, (laughs) right? And everyone's looking at you like, I did not ask to be changed. And um, I realized it, it's so funny. I realized it because I love all things like self-help, spirituality, love um boundaries I'm looking at all my books right now saying all of this like I love it it's it's my favorite thing um and my family I love them but they're not and I come home and I'm like I just learned this new thing for my money class and blah 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 and they're like yeah anyways we're not paying attention and it used to bother me and then I was like well they didn't sign up for your money class you signed up for it like if you want to share your good news share your good news but if you came with the intention to like make a skeptic into a believer you're not like if they wanted to take this class they would have taken it if they wanted to if they wanted to have an interest they would have taken it like this class is for you and it just it changes just my entire dynamic with them I don't I don't get too upset um I still it's a bother whatever it bothers me but it's not like a I'm, I'm never coming over and like I'm never gonna talk to you guys I just I don't take things so personally anymore. I think that's really it. I don't take it personally because it's not about me. They just mm-hmm. don't care, which is okay. Like yeah. they don't care. They don't give a fuck. And that's that's awesome. Like, because if I do, then that should be enough for me. Like mm-hmm. if the things that I care about are dependent on if someone else cares about it, do I even really care? Like, Woo! whoa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that, that is, really what we were just talking about this being who you are and the authenticity like 
it, if, if it matters whether or not someone else cares about it, is it really important to me or am I just doing it for that outside approval? Yeah. Um, that's really, that's big. That's yeah. good way. Kind of hit me. I said, sometimes things come out of my mouth. I said, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It makes me think. It just makes me think. Like I'm always, I'm always like, well, what's next for me? What do I want to do? And in the back of my mind, I was like, well, what will get you the most praise? And I'm like, who, uh, where's that voice? Who said that? Who, who did that? Who told you that the things that you needed to do needed to be like something that was to be put on a stage? Of course, because when I was younger, I was always like the smart one or the one with the most potential or blah, 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 blah the most talented. And like those, those labels are nice, but again, it puts you in a box. It doesn't allow you to fail. It doesn't, and, and it doesn't allow you to, to see, or not even to fail, but to see failure as like a good thing or like a catalyst for growth or like anything other than a failure, like a drowning failure because, oh no, you didn't get an A on this or, oh no, you didn't pass this class. Like, what will become of you? <sighs> like, it's that- You may as well be dead, right? Yes. <laughs> no, literally, like, and I, that happened to me. I think I've been like that since, I've been like, well, I've been like that since I got my first C. It was ridiculous. I got my first C in like fifth grade and I like cried all day. And I came home and I told my mom I got a C and she was like, why are you crying? <laughs> and I didn't realize that was an issue. I feel like she didn't see it as the issue that it was because I should not have been crying that hard. Yeah. Um, but then I got to high school and I went to this super notorious like math and science academy with all these kids and all their freaking fancy calculators and all these. And I was just like the only black girl in my class and I had, and I just felt so different, like from the, not even just the fact that I was the only black girl, but like, I felt so different because I was like, I do not have the money these people have. Like, I clearly don't have the smarts that these people have. And I was like, and I literally like crossed my arms and just, I don't need like, not even on purpose, but like subconscious, I just didn't do the work. I didn't even try. I was like, well, if I'm going to fail, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, whatever, like, and when I failed out by literally the GPA that I needed to stay in the academy was a 3.0. I had a 2.86, like barely made it, barely. And I, I got fa- failed out. And that's freaking crazy. A 2.86 is not a failure when it's a 4.0 grade average. I failed out of the academy and it was like all hell broke loose. Like in my house, I was such a disappointment. And I, and I think like since then, I was like, dude, like I don't know how to fail. Like and and not fail but like fail forward I don't know how to like fail and like have someone be like dude it's okay like oh my god you made a mistake okay like and I realized because I do it for my friends be when my friends fail I make it a point for them to understand that like dude you fucked up cool like you made a mistake awesome oh my gosh you're not the only person that that messed up and I I think I empathize so much because when I do beat myself up, I want that same thing. And I've learned to stop looking for it like in other people. Cause I was like, if you can do that for your friends, you have to start speaking to yourself like that. Like you have to like this negative self-talk that like you suck and everything you do sucks. I don't even know where that came from. I really don't know where that, I really, I don't even know who said that. I don't even know, like really, 
And it's like, you have to stop doing that because it, it, you're not gonna follow the things that you care about. So when I, when I always think like, hey, what's next for me? Or what do I wanna do? The back of my mind's like, well, what are you gonna do that you're not gonna fail at? Like that's, you know, like, why would you do that? Why? So then I sit down for like an even longer time procrastinating some more. Cause I'm like, well, oh, I could fail at that. Then I could also fail miserably at that. And then I could really fail at that. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna sit down. I'm just gonna sit and I'm just not gonna do anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> And now it's an, a form of analysis paralysis by that yeah. like, fear of failure and really that expectation of perfection. And I, I feel all of that. I love what you said about like learning to fail forward. Um, and I, so I teach Slackline. I don't know. Do you know what Slackline is? Mm-hmm. So it's this piece of two inch webbing that you put up between like two trees, like in a park about 20 feet apart maybe and at about knee height and then you stand on it so it's kind of like it looks like tightrope walking but it has more like bounce in it and it's a flat piece almost like a seat belt um okay and so I, I teach some people like do this over canyons and do flips and tricks on it but I teach what? people how yeah it's cool I'll have to youtube it it's really yes. neat okay I'll look I, it up. I was literally gonna pick up my phone I was like, I'll look at it later <laughs> So I, I've been doing it for six years and I teach it like, to me, it's this whole metaphor for life. And it's like about stepping up, learning to trust in your own ability to balance and like stay tall and then like move forward and really just kind of like, like fall forward. Like walking is just one step in front of another and like you can fall off and just get back on the line and that that's how we learn anything and that was a really like it it sounds so simple because like you think about like looking at a kid learning to walk they fall and they get back up like failure is just part of the process like if we just told babies like oh you fell down you better just give up on that career of walking an upright human and just stay on your belly all day like like, yeah (laughs) kid you're doomed like we but we'd really be fucked as a society right and so this has been like a way for me to relearn that failure is part of the process on this like weird thing where I I walk on the ground or above the ground and and try and balance um it's been really like cool and so I'm taking it and I'm teaching people this and I've seen some really big like breakthroughs um in in the way that the experience of that failure in the body on this like exciting adventure of walking a slack line then comes into the mind or how the mind can help the body find its power in standing on it. It's just, it's just really cool. So the, um, I'm curious what, what have you found helps you learn to fail forward? I mean, the reprogramming of the self-talk you mentioned yes. and then is there like anything else like do you intentionally expose yourself to failure <gasps> or to nose you know like little failures hmm. I I was thinking as you were speaking I was thinking I was like it's been a I, hmm, it's been a long time since I've 
I don't know how to answer this question because it's been a long time, maybe like two years. I think like two years ago, I kind of just was like, well, just be quiet for a little bit. We'll just, you know, I'm, I'm actually right now starting to come back out of this shell or this box that I put myself in. And um, it's actually really, really hard because I was never, I always, I never even saw things as like failures. I literally, except for, you know, when I, when I messed up in school and it was just the worst, but like, I usually just bulldoze past whatever looks like a failure. I'm like, well, if that, I'm really good at pivoting. That's a, that's a great way to mention that. I'm like, just pivot, you know, like that didn't work out. Cool. That didn't work out. Cool. And, um, I'm very, I don't think worst case scenario. I never do. And until now, like until this moment, and it's so weird because I'm like, this is not normal. This is not me. And it's because that super big leap of faith is happening. Like the, the space between like who I am and like who I want to be is getting like, not even larger, but it's getting closer and closer. Like I'm being forced to get uncomfortable. Cause it's like, you could fail or you could stay just like this. And that's, what's scaring me. Like the, um, I forget her name. I forget the quotes, but um, she was like, and then the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud became greater than, you know, the risk yeah. of blossom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm at that point. So it's not even about failing that. Like, I don't even use the word failure is not even like really, truly in my vocabulary, not even on purpose. It's just, I'm, I'm never like, Oh, I'm a failure or I failed. I'm just like, well, that sucked. I'm gonna try something else. And um, so two, I, I say two years ago, because I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. Ugh, worst place making nine dollars an hour barely serving some money was getting taken out of my check so I was making like nine dollars an hour sometimes and then 213 sometimes for like chump change my last check was like 264 and I was just like I walked in and I was like I quit like this is I'm not doing this and I moved out started doing hair um no I I know I quit my job started doing hair out of my bedroom in my mom's house on my bed like didn't like I'm so oblivious I was so oblivious because like I'm just not doing hair like my focus is so on this direction everything else doesn't even look like like I didn't even I didn't even realize I was going in this like higher 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 direction until I was like oh my gosh I'm in a barbershop doing hair and then I like moved out to my own apartment and then I'm like oh my gosh and I think all just kind of hit me And then I just got scared. Like I'm at this point where now I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't, now I feel like, because I put, I push myself all the time because when the guy was like, Hey, do you want to work at the shop? I was like, yeah. And then people were like, Hey, do you want to raise your prices? I was like, I mean, yeah. So like, I'm always like this unconsciously, but to do it consciously is a different, it's a whole different ball game. So this, I think this is the first time I'm, I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know why it feels so different because even as I say this, I'm like, you felt this feeling before of it's either this or that. Like I've, I've been here, but I, I've gotten comfortable. It's been two years. I've gotten in this comfortable bubble of, you know, taking clients, doing hair, you know, making a lot, a lot of money for a lot of shoulder pain and like, you know, my own apartment, but I'm like, what do you really want? 
Like I look around my house and I'm like, okay, this is great. But what do you really, what do you really want? And the back of my mind's like travel. And then I'm like, no, what do you really want? My brain's like travel. Like, <laughs> I'm like well, what do you like me repeating myself? I'm like, what, 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 what would you do if you travel? I'm like talk to people. Like literally the back of my mind is like, if you don't just go travel the world and take your podcast equipment and just go talk. And I'm like, no, I'll be, I'll be fine here. If I just, you know, I just take a couple more clients. Like it is, I think I, I don't even know because, oh my gosh, I don't even, I'm getting hot talking about, I'm getting hot talking about it because like doing something else, doing anything else would feel like failing to me. If, if failure was an option, if failing as if not doing what I wanted to do because I always do what I want and literally always do what I want. It gets me in trouble all the time, but it get, it got me here by doing what I want. So it, it's just now I'm like, I don't know, that's kind of risky, but I'm like, you're a risky person. You kind of do things like this is just, where I don't know. Can I ask you, where have you felt, cause I hear you say you're good at the pivot. You've had these opportunities come to you and you say yes to them and that maybe the slight difference between what's happening now and what was in those situations is like these opportunities appeared and you said yes rather than saying like this is what I want like you did you wanted to leave you know Buffalo Wild Wings and you wanted to do hair but you weren't like in your job at Buffalo Wild Wings going like I want to do hair and I want to do this one Um, so it felt like, did it feel perhaps less risky or less scary simply because it wasn't of your own creation? And have you felt that, that risk anywhere else ever? And where do you feel that risk? I want to ask that too. Is there a place in your body that you feel that risk? You were getting warm. Like was the I warmth. am like I'm like yeah is the right? warmth coming from somewhere? Where do you I can, feel it? I feel it in my chest and my armpits. Of course, my armpits yeah. are getting hot because I always am just like. But it's like my my chest is like you know what you want to do, and I know I know that I know that's what I want to do because I'm like if I just don't say anything, like I'm getting really quiet. I've gotten really quiet. All my friends are like, "Hey, what's going on with you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just you know." I don't know, just, you know, just, just taking some time, you know, trying to play it off. They're like, yeah, what's actually going on with you? And I'm like, I'm just, you know, just taking some time, like really trying to play it off. And I'm like, you know what you want. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like, as I say, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at my podcast equipment. I'm looking at my, um, my podcast, like topics. And I'm looking at my vision board and I'm like why are you uh, why my my literal chest is like dude people have done more with less you're playing you are playing with yourself and if like I think that's it I don't ever fail because I'm never actually doing what I want oh, oh my god uh, uh-huh I, oh, I heard you, you said, I do what I want, but... Not what I actually want. Right. You do what you want because you kind of, like, you do... I leave my job. I go and do yeah. this. I'm, yeah. I'm in control. 
But there's this like part that's like, is it really? Is it really? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But. That is crazy. It's crazy because it's true. (laughs) The craziest things I've, so I have an interesting relationship right now with a couple of things. First of all, the word interesting, I apparently think everything's interesting. I find myself- I do, you got to. I do, I'm like, if this is really interesting, and like, I'm like, is there anything not? <laughs> we're crazy. When I find myself going like, mom, is this crazy? I'm like, oh, it's probably true. It's probably true. Because the truest things for me have been the things that I'm like, and it's still this, what is somebody else gonna think? Or, I, for, for me anyway that's my relationship with with crazy I think that there's when I when I find myself saying is this crazy I'm on to something yeah and I also wanted to reflect back that like you in a way you are doing what you want to do right here right now right like having this conversation it's not your podcast right you're on you know <laughs> this is going to be under uh, on my youtube you can put it on yeah. yours if you want we can do that yeah. you know like start start your podcast with this one and and make yeah. it your first if you want i i give full license to that yeah conversations we could just have conversations forever yeah yeah, yeah. um that just just do it just do it that's what i like I can feel it. Like this makes me happy. I feel it in my my belly. Like when there's truth, it's like just do it. And I keep and I know I know it because I'm like I'm watching um, my my favorite YouTubers. I'm watching their like original videos. I'm like, well, how did they start? I'm like, these were shit videos. Like they they suck. <laughs> like and I was like, oh, I can make a sucky video. Like my brain's like, well, if it's if it's gonna suck. You know, I'm like, and, I, and it's so annoying. It's so annoying because literally all of the advice that I give to literally everyone mm-hmm. is all coming back to my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even have to, like, the thing is, I don't even have to ask for advice. I don't because I already know what I'm going to hear because it's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Like if I was talking to someone like me, but wasn't me, like a stranger who had every single perceived issue that I have, I'd know exactly what to say. And I'm like, listen, you're lying to yourself. You're playing, you're, and not lying like, like crazy lying, but you're lying to yourself saying that this is okay. You are acting like, you know, this is the life that you want to live. And you know what you, you know what you want to do. Like you absolutely know what you want to do. I'm looking, I keep looking, it's like taunting me. Like all my things, all my things are just taunting me. Like I know, I know what I want. I watched this, she's a travel blogger. And she was like, I had, she was like, I bought my first ticket to Mexico, $66. I had $300 to my name and I just went for it. And I'm like, come on, like 300, I have more than $300 to my name. I could, you know what I mean? Like people who start, start things, I I have a micro, oh my gosh. It's just, I don't, I don't know what it is. And I don't know, I, it's, I'm making a monster out of a shadow. Like the way you, um, when you said earlier, you were like, we just procrastinate and we're like, I just don't want to do them. When you finally do it, you're like, oh, well, this was way more fun than like analyzing it for three years. I guess I could have just done it. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it really didn't have to be that hard. I, 
Oh my gosh. I had like started designing websites and looking at getting logos and picking a name and all this stuff. And I like, I have a nice, a nice enough podcast set up. Now I'm just doing zoom and I'm recording on my phone and you know what? Like, it's fine. I like, this feels good to me and it doesn't have to be any other way other than like what, what feels good. And then it's like, it's less monstrous doing it is just less monstrous. My, my partner, he's, um, like an odd, he's a sound guy. He DJs yeah. music. Yeah. And so the first time I record, he's like, well, your sound levels, da, 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 and you could do this. And at this time I was putting an intro into my podcast and I was editing it in GarageBand. And I was so proud of myself for like figuring it out and doing yeah. it. And then he wanted to like complicate it further. Like, yeah. well, the sound quality. And I was like, yo, no. Yeah. This, this is good enough. Yes. This is my expression. This yeah. is my creation and somebody will listen to it. And if they don't want to listen to it because they're like, Oh, the sound quality is a little, it's not a podcast for them. And that's okay right now. It'll get better. And that can change. But like, it's just like, it's enough. Yeah. It's enough. So I think we like sometimes overcomplicate it with like all these other things. To make it hard yeah. instead of making it, it easy. Yeah. What if it was easy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why don't, why don't you value easy? <laughs> yes. That's, I meant to um, make a point when you said that. Um, I remember I went to New York to, I love New York. I'm going to live in New York. It's my favorite place. Did, were you in the city? Huh. Uh, yeah. I was in Brooklyn. No, I was in the Bronx. No, I was, in, I was in Bushwick. That's in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. I was in, yes, I was in Brooklyn. My best friend, she lives in Harlem and um, I was there for her birthday for the weekend and I just took the train in and then took the train out and I was taking my Uber to the train station. Yes, I was taking my Uber back to the train station and the guy, it was, you know, when it's like that scene in the movie when like a wise old sage says something and you just like, you just needed to hear it. So he's like talking to me and I'm talking to him like, good morning. And we're having a conversation and me engaging in every conversation I have with everyone. Um, he's talking to me about like life and like, I don't know how it happened, but like suddenly he was like, if you want things to be easy, they'll be easy. If you want things to be hard, they'll be hard. And I was like, and I'm sitting in the back. I was like, "Do you know my life? Like, did you? Then I have to hear this. Like, did you? Wait a minute." <laughs> and then I was like, "Wow." He was like, "No, seriously. Like, um, we go out of our way. We we start arguments with people that we know they're we're never gonna win. We go to places we know we don't like. We do things we know we don't want to do just to say life is hard and everything sucks and blah 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 blah." And then he was like, "Or you could just make it easy." He was like, "We we make things ten times harder than it needs to be." And I was like, "Wow." So I got out the car, like, you know, with an epiphany because like, it was such a simple statement. Like, if you want things to be easy, they'll be easy. If you want things to be hard, they'll be hard. And then um, recently I found this um, quote from Abraham Hicks or this uh, like the YouTube video from Abraham Hicks. And she had, she said, I want, she said a few things, but she said, I decided that I'm a good person. I decided that um good things are supposed to happen to me um I'm gonna follow my ease I'm gonna follow my bliss I'm gonna follow my flow I'm gonna follow the good feeling I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the good times roll I was like 
we over we make things really hard like we really do and I'm listening to her and I felt so uncomfortable I was like well what do you mean follow your ease and flow like you know what your ease and flow you know what makes you happy you know the things that make you feel good but you make it feel like it's so hard to do it it's like I'll just wait until I don't know I'll just wait I'll just wait and then you spend your whole life waiting for the right moment and it's like if you would have just followed your ease made it easy you'd be you'd be living it I don't I don't want to imagine my life anymore I just want to live it like just live it it's just it's crazy it's freaking crazy I'm, I'm really sitting here like I'm really truly overcomplicating things like, the, so like I don't know if you can see yourself on camera right now like you moved and put your hand back and now the light is like emanating <laughs> it freaking is it is it's like the world just was like, hello. Yeah. Just, just make it easy. You live it now. Um, I love Abraham Hicks. I love the um, just the, the wisdom and um, the way that what she says comes out or he or they or wh- whatever. I don't, you know. Um, True. True. Because <laughs> she's channeling, right? So. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's so powerful I was listening to like a morning abundance manifestation of hers for a while and um I listen to I like electronic music I like psychedelic trance and there's always or do you know psychedelic trance Mm -hmm. sometimes when I mention it yeah people are like what's that um but there's always like not always but often like these nuggets of wisdom that will like suddenly come through in a track that's mostly just like sounds and um the last time some friends and I got together at a little like desert gathering and played some music an Abraham Hicks uh clip of that morning meditation was in one of the tracks and I like did like this double takes it was like she was speaking to me like directly and it's so like um I feel like those messages once we hear them start to come in other ways um and it's really really powerful um I don't remember how I got on that because sometimes I start talking and I lose my train of thought but um oh the nuggets of wisdom like from that from that uh uber driver and having that like oh my gosh and then like we know it and like forget it or I know it and then forget it and then I yeah. hear it and remember yeah. and like yeah the universe kind of goes okay back here back here yeah this <laughs> yeah you're like and that, being reminded yeah and and it happens but we also like I found it's really important for me to keep putting myself into situations that encourage it to happen like money mind academy like saying okay i'm gonna do these conversations and see what happens or i'm going to join this meditation group um and and really put myself just in it yeah um has been a great way for me to start doing it um without like doing it in this big way that I thought I needed to do like, Oh, I'm going to be a podcaster and I'm going to host events and I'm going to write my book. And it's like, well, okay. Little things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that add up. And like, suddenly it's like, Oh, okay. Now I'm doing it. I guess how that happened is more of how it happens than like, 
it's happening. It can no. happen that way. I don't know. It can be, it's all no. of it. <laughs> I feel like it, I'm it's rambling. moment to moment. No, you're right. It's moment to moment because like, I, it, even if I think about it from the doing hair thing, where I first started, I was so bad. I was so bad at it. Like, I don't know why people paid me. But I mean, in the moment, in the moment, you can tell me anything. I was like, this looks so good. And everybody was like, I love it so much. Like I wasn't even, well, I wasn't delusional, but like literally it was, it was perfect. Like this is a perfect podcast because how much better can it get? You know what I mean? We don't know until the next conversation. So if, if you go into every, every podcast, every show, or just the way I did, I was like every client or every, every client is better than the last. I always said that. I was like, dude, I'm just getting better. And I couldn't really see it, but I was because if I was looking at the first client I took and I look at the ones I have now, I'm like, dude, I don't understand why I was getting money for this. Wow. I think that that, I mean, that is failing forward. Yeah. Like none of those were failures, but if we compare it to the, what, you know, later comes, it might look like it. Like, yeah that's failing forward but like in the positive aspect of like I'm just getting better yes because you don't see it as a failure anymore like because I I mean I did my best I'm like did I fail if I did my best and I did every client I literally took whatever knowledge I had from the last client and just applied it to the next one it's just applying what you wow oh my gosh (laughs) I like that is crazy because that really is just it. You just keep going. Whatever you do most consistently, you will get better at. Whatever you do most consistently. Like you do a podcast consistently, you're just going to get better at it. You post every you post content every day, like you're just going to get better at it. You will start realizing it. And that's when people say practice is perfect. Like it doesn't make perfect. Practice is perfect. Every day I'm practicing. You just wake up and you're I'm practicing the kind of day wow wow it's wow (laughs) like you wake up and you instead of being like oh one day I'm gonna be you like you describe your ideal life or your ideal persona or your ideal whatever you just practice every day you wake up and you're like okay if the kind of person I want to be wakes up and meditates and eats breakfast and you know reads a little bit of her book and journals you practice it and every day is just you get better at it. You just do, you do, you do until it becomes second nature. And it's now, oh, I wouldn't even wake up without meditating. Or I wouldn't even wake up without journaling. I wouldn't even wake up without following my truth. Like if you just, wow, what? It takes so much pressure out of it. Like you, because you're kind of beginning with the end in mind because the beginning is the end. Like you're just doing the same thing over and over it the only thing that's different is just how good you get at it and that just comes with time that just comes with every day you're just you you do it enough times you get good at it you just naturally that's just what that is crazy yeah and the difference is what we think about how it's supposed to be right like I, I love that the beginning is the end and like that what you said I mean it's that's the bead you have yeah right like we're just you just, yeah. you just do it you just wake up you, wow, person, you just wake up and you do it yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I am like, I'm, I'm being the, I'm being financial. I'm, I don't know. I'm being abundant. I'm being thankful. I'm being all of these things, just who I am. I don't have to. So then because it, it's in my being, it just, 
shows itself in my actions, which is my doing. And then because my actions mm-hmm. dictate my life, then I have all of the things that I was being like, it's the be do have. It is. <laughs> what the heck? I love an epiphany. I absolutely love an epiphany. I know. I know. Mind blown. Mind blown. That is so true. And it, I tell it's, it's annoying because it's what I tell people I'm like you whatever you do most cons- my best friend she's an artist I'm like whatever you do most consistently you draw every day you don't have to draw a new thing every day you just do it every day I know a girl on Twitter she's a graphic designer she said for 365 days I'm gonna do another a new graphic design by the end of the year she had worked with three famous artists and got like all these deals I'm like whatever you do most consistently people they're just gonna gravitate towards you like what kind of people do you want to attract like if you want if if I want hair literally for me if I wanted hair clients every day I posted my hair I got the more clients I got I took pictures of my work posted my hair then naturally everybody's like hey when are you taking clients then I just started getting more then one day I woke up with 17 dms and I was like okay it's time to make a scheduling site made a scheduling site, was booked out two weeks in advance, made a, like, just everything just moves in the direction that it's supposed to move in when you focus your attention on it. Attention, it just needs, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Oh my gosh. We make it so hard. We and we, we know, right? Like, we know, because like you said, oh, I just, like, I can tell other people this and you can even do it. And then, like, I, I don't know. It gets, I, my, my brain just gets like blown away by how simple it is and how, you know, what I've been really seeing lately is how these messages are everywhere. And so many of us don't see it or don't, yeah. you know, aren't aware of the fact that we're working this, whether we know it or not, you yeah. know? So even when I was in my job that I hated and all of that, I was still creating that. Like I was still totally in control of that feeling. And there were many ways that I could have discovered this and ways that I have, like I've been studying the tarot and I'm like Mm -hmm. blown away at like how it guides us through this. Then you look at like law of attraction, how it guides us through this. You look at like the mindset work, how it like reveals this to us. Like um, Taoist philosophy, which is really like a big the Tao. Yeah, I love the Tao. Yes, I listened to the entire audiobook one day. It was beautiful. It's Absolutely beautiful. I was a Chinese studies major, so and I didn't know why. Like I just studied Chinese <laughs> studies because it was interesting. And now I look back at all the things that have happened in my life, and I'm like, oh, kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, I can see the thread there. Um, and this just whole like everything's energy, everything flows. We are both and not either or, you know, and it's like constant expansion and all these religions like have their own way of communicating these things to us as well. We're just like, are so focused on like survival really. And like us and that need to be seen that I think like, I know for myself, like I, I didn't, I wasn't able to take the other stuff in, even though I hungered for it. Like I, I was always a seeker. Um, yeah. and now that I have, I see it everywhere. And like, like you just went through all this like mind explosion of like, whoa, 
Like, yeah. this is powerful. Yeah. It's, it's all there. And it's always been there. And we get to, like, we get to do this, which is really cool. I just, like, I don't even know another word. Like, it's cool. We get to do this and do yeah. this the way that we want to. And I think it's awesome, like, your story of the hair. Like, okay, I'm going to, like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to start posting things. And then suddenly, like, you've got people to schedule. And here it is. Like, whoa. Just yeah. happens. I mean, it doesn't yeah. just happen. You yes. made, you worked to, to do it, but it wasn't like, it doesn't sound like it was a super struggle. No, no, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. And Michael Beckwith says out of nothing and no way, a way is made like absolutely nothing. Like, just I mean, that's crazy. basically the Tao. Out of, yeah. out, out of no thing came the 10,000 things, I think is the, just the very beginning. Yeah. There's just like, you know, I mean, that's, where else would you start? <laughs> you know, the, I, there's, what the heck? That is crazy. That is crazy. I literally had nothing. I didn't have any hair. Like I was such a different, I didn't provide the hair. I was just like, yeah, you know, just show up with the hair. I'll be here. I'll do your hair. What? Mm-hmm. And for me to even sit here and be like, I don't really know. I don't really know if I want to follow my dreams. I'm like, you followed a dream of not working for someone ever again. And that worked out pretty well for you. Why do you think, why do you think that you will magically fail at this? And it's really, truly only if you quit. And all the like cheesy quotes start making sense. Like you only fail if you, if you stop, like that's really the only time that's a failure. Like if you, cause you're so, cl- you're so close. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, well, you got this, you got this far. Like, what are you doing? Wow. What? Wow. So, wow. Wow. Can I ask, like, yeah. so you, you've mentioned traveling, doing your podcast and like, what, what would like your, like what does that look like for you like what would your first episode be or where what would your first destination be is it you speaking are you always speaking with other people are you like topic focus I'm just I'm curious um when do I get to be on the podcast you know yes (laughs) (laughs) that just woke my whole brain up Okay, so my creative brain just woke it all the way up. Um, I've been watching a lot of travel bloggers. And um, first, I think they're super dope, super cool, committed to traveling for the rest of their life. I could totally, would totally do that. Um, I would, and I was like reading articles and one woman said, she was like, honestly, just be honest. And I, I would travel, I would pick beautiful destinations, like... You're looking at a board there. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm looking at my can board. You, can you oh show my. your board? Would you share? It's or only the it... corner. I'll show you. Yeah, let's see. Because I made the board. Oh, I made my board almost two years ago, and I literally could not finish it. It's an unfinished vision board because I could not stop after. Um, I think that's really cool because our dreams are never finished, right? Ooh. 
Yes. Yeah. How to travel like a boss. Uh-huh. To be seen or not seen. And then it has Caraco, Fiji, um, Sumba Island. And it's all of these beautiful places and Mexico. And then when you pull out, there's so much more board. Um, and I was, oh, so, so the flowers are here and the sun was here. I was putting, let me pull this back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was putting, um, I was going to put rain clouds here and then say no rain, no flowers. Because I feel like um, life is awesome. You know, life's awesome. I can, we, life is supposed to be easy. I'm a firm believer in that. But I also understand that like, you have to let some things go so you can have the life that you want. And that is not easy. Like it, it's not, it's, and we make it harder than it needs to be, but it's also like letting go of old habits, letting go of old ways. Life is not hard. Letting go of old habits is hard. Mm-hmm. Like life is actually pretty easy once you let go of all the old shit that you've been, you know, convincing yourself that you need to do. Um, but I also am a firm believer that like you grow where you're planted um, and growth is not just, you know, the sunshine it's the rain too it's both it's a combination of like the sunshine and the rain so um to bloom I'm gonna need a little bit of both and I've gotten all of it I cry a lot you know I feel like I'm a super big I'm, I'm both I really oh that's so crazy oh my gosh I'm gonna show you another thing yes please so my best friend drew me she drew this of me and she said that this represents the light in me and this uh-huh. represents like the shadow side uh-huh. in me and I feel like it's a great testament to just really who this is this is truly who I am like to be this big bright you know Balby that's all the people think that I am I'm like no this is also me too yes you know, very very not reserved but like reserved sometimes sometimes I'm just silent sometimes I'm quiet and um I think she wrote the most beautiful inscription. And um, she said, when I think of you, I think about truth, self, duality, beauty, wholeness, purity, bravery. And she said, I had a lot of ideas when deciding how I wanted to portray these words, what colors would resemble them, what photos I would, what photos I wanted to bring to life. Some very good, some okay. I wanted to be intentional with every color, every brush stroke, every line, every detail. The color yellow to me represents light. This is pretty self-explanatory as you are a light in everyone's lives. Big, bold, beautiful, effortless, prominent, unforgettable. I'm gonna cry. <sighs> Blue is for grounding. You're humble, knowing, but still very hungry for more knowledge. Nurturing and caring like mother earth. Many layers that make a, that make a whole Oh, that make you whole, serene, aware. When coming out to me about being non-binary, I felt that I felt that was most important to highlight. The yellow Balbi has on a do-rag with hanging earrings exuding both feminine and masculine energy, yet perfectly balanced. She's confident. For the other Balbi, I use blue, which many would use as a boy color. I wanted to use more feminine assets such as long hair and a scarf, purposely using the opposite of what the color is associated with, perception. Both are the same person, but very different versions. The tale of two Balbies. Oh, gonna cry. Uh, gonna cry. Not gonna cry, but gonna cry. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Like, what a gift. And what a, what a gift to have friendships that see, see you. Yes, to be seen. And it's like, it reminds me 
that like even when I am purposely not trying to see myself I'm like no I can't do this I got my friends are like stop playing with me you literally have got it it's okay you're gonna you're so after sharing that okay I would go I would travel the world I would go to all these places and I would go to all the places I've never been before. I've been following all these um, travel destination spots. And then I would just speak, really. If I, if I could talk, if I could talk about anything, um, I'd meet people. But for me, I would open up the conversation and then, hmm, how to, I, I don't, hmm. I could connect with anyone anywhere. I think now in the middle of a pandemic, you could just, open up a zoom call and be like hey do you want to have a talk with me while I'm in Mexico but you want to talk about music or do you want to talk about I don't know living in a binary delusion or do you want to talk about mental health or do you want to talk about boundaries dating body image music money investing communication sex being single relationships traveling I'm looking at my board like I could literally talk about anything (laughs) I could literally just travel the world and talk to people, share my experiences um, about traveling. Because I I think I try and put myself in a, I don't know if I could talk about traveling for the rest of my life, but I could travel for the rest of my life and talk. Okay. Okay. So it's, it is, it's a little bit separate. Like you're watching travel bloggers because you want to travel, not necessarily because you want your thing to be about travel. Travel is just like, the lifestyle sort of that you want and yes. the the connecting is really like anything and everything yes mm-hmm. okay not like traveling to I mean I assume obviously when you're in places you're going to be connecting with people yes. and maybe like doing a, a you know interviews like there yes. whatever but I'm but as like, like you said be just a, a zoom call the pl- like my podcast gets bigger and bigger and people are like, hey, we'd love to fly you out here. Or I'm like, I'm already on my way. I'll meet you here. Let's have an interview. Like really around the world, like connections around the world. Like, oh, I have a friend in Europe. Oh, I have a friend in France. Oh, I have a friend in Spain. I have a friend, like just naming countries of people that I know who are always willing to just sit down and have a conversation just to sit down and be like hey do you want to come on my podcast today and let's just shoot the shit let's talk let's let's be honest let's let's tell the truth for a little bit and then after that I go to another country and I would talk to some more people that'd be an awesome life (laughs) that would be an awesome life that would be an awesome life wow my brain is like okay relax just relax <laughs> and I would, if I had a home of course it would be in New York like home base would be in New York but I would always be oh just I'm on a I'm on, I'm on my way to the airport I have an interview in this I'm going somewhere here but like I'd come home yeah. to New York I love New York it's my favorite it's my favorite city I was born in New York and um I feel like it's just it's such a rush like but it's so calming because everyone's like, New York is so busy and so fast. I'm like, you're just getting caught up in the chaos. If you just are still, New York also taught me just how to be still, just naturally. I don't look at chaos as like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, there's just a lot going on. You just don't step into it. So I just watched 
New York is like a beautiful, like you watch everybody move and you, once you slow down, you realize like, it's really not chaotic. There's kind of an order to it. Like no one's bumping into each other. Cars aren't crashing into each other. It's just a lot of it going on. And everybody's like, I'm just overwhelmed. Like they're not, you realize they're not doing anything. People are walking, they're going down the same subway. They're taking the same taxis, getting on the same buses and going about their day. Like New York is beautiful. Mm-hmm. so calming so so calming for me which is weird because it's a it's a madhouse there but it's so calming for me <laughs> I, um, I think I rambled <laughs> I it's interesting to hear you explain it that way because I feel that way about airports okay. people get really overwhelmed with airports and I find it so I love them I just think they're beautiful places of like passing people are connecting somebody's going somewhere with purpose there are people everywhere everybody's got a purpose in that moment they're not just sitting at home they're not just like whatever waiting for something to happen like they're they're in that moment with a purpose even if the purpose is sitting and eating their sandwich waiting for their plane so I got to sit and like look around and like make up stories and like wonder about like where you're going and like, are you going on vacation? Are you going home to see yeah. per, you know, relative or yeah. what's your story? Everybody's got yes. such a story. And I, I feel like that's kind of New York too. And when the chaos, when we perceive it as chaotic, um, I think there's like a level of chaos inside that mm-hmm. is really asking to, to be attended to um anyway so there was a question that I had in there about your traveling and oh where are you now really basic so this is what happens sometimes when I get into conversations I'm like let's dive into all the other stuff and I'm like wait like where are you how do you actually say your name um you know (laughs) stuff like that like so can you say your name like and then where where you are (laughs) My name is Balvi Bernardez, and I currently live in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Sadly. But I don't, it's not sad. It's just not my city. Like, Norfolk is, like, trying to become, like, this metropolitan city, but it's not the city. It's not, it's not New York. It's just Virginia, and then also Virginia, because, um... I grew up in Virginia Beach, which is like 20 minutes away. It's really down the street, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Beach, well, Norfolk is like one of the largest naval bases. So people come here to get married and settle down mm-hmm. and like start a family. Like the Virginia Beach school system is amazing. Like the roads are amazing. The people are nice. Like it's such a, and it's not, and not in like a country in a like a country way it's very much like suburban like it's not it's not rolling hills and stuff like that like there are people and things around but it's there's no it's a time capsule it feels like a time capsule like you spend three years here and it feels like you were only here for three months it's like oh my god like I'm never gonna get out of here it feels like it really feels like the the twilight zone like if you don't get out of Virginia you're like stuck in Virginia and people and people love it here that's the thing Virginia is not a bad place to live it's not a bad place to you know be a wife and a mother but I don't want to be a wife and a mother. <laughs> I don't want to be a wife and a mother 
how long have you been? You said you grew up in Virginia Beach and you're in Norfolk now. Uh, how like how long has that been? How old are you? If I might, I'm 23. Okay, and I moved here when I was four. So yes, when I was born in New York, and then my father left when I was four. So we moved here, and we lived with my aunt for about six months, and then she kicked us out. So we moved down the street. It was a whole, it was a doozy. Also my childhood, we moved a lot. So like, I'm not really someone who like makes roots. I'm not really, I don't make roots. And I used to feel bad about it, but I actually really like it because I'm not detached. I love people. I absolutely love people. Um, I miss people when they're gone, but I don't feel a need to like merge lives together because I understand that like things change, people change and like, I would encourage people to follow their dreams, but because I don't make roots, um, we moved a lot. Let me plug in my laptop. We moved a lot. And um, once we finally settled, I was 11. I think I was like 11. And that's when I kind of just made the, like, I stayed at the school. I stayed in the, the apartment that I lived in, that I lived in with my mom. We were there for, um, there, she's still there, but I was there for 11 years. And, um, oh yeah, <laughs> then um, I started doing hair, took clients and I moved to Norfolk, which is down the street. I can literally go see my mom right now if I wanted right. to. Like I didn't, I didn't move too far, but I didn't move far enough. Cause I like, you know, you want to leave. You know, you want to go um but Virginia's nice it's just it is yeah it's just Virginia it's like touristy and like the bring your kids or like the super old people come and they have a good time like it's nice it's quiet it's nice but there's just nothing to do Mm -hmm. not the things that I want to do there's nothing to do there's nothing to see and I just I feel like there's a life to see there's a world there's a whole I, I know not even I feel I know there's a whole world out there that I'm just supposed to see I get stimulated easily by like new things like I like learning I like learning and I also like to learn by experience I like to experience new things those are stories you get to tell and people you get to meet and food you get to eat I love food like there's no there's the same five restaurants out here there's the same five hot spots out here like I just am so unfulfilled by this city, like by the, by the city. And I was like, what? I don't know. I, I, Virginia, that's where I live in Virginia. (laughs) I mean, I grew up in Ohio, so I can relate to a lot of that. Like, yeah, it's like a nice place to live and have a family or to be from, um but it's not like there's so much more I left Ohio when I was 20 and moved to California and I've been yeah I'm in San Diego and so I've been here for uh 17 years it'll be 18 years this when June comes up and so I'm approaching the point where it's almost evening out how long I lived in Ohio and how long I've lived in California and Mm -hmm. for the last like 10 years at least I said like I don't know if San Diego is my place. Like it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. There is stuff to do. There's, it's a, you know, melting pot in many ways. There's all kinds of good food. There's beaches. We're close to the desert. Um, 
you know, there's stuff to do, but yeah. I'm like, there's a whole world out there. And yes. where do I want to be? Where do yeah. I really want to, to go? There's so much to see. And I hadn't really traveled um, until 2018. I had always wanted to go to Australia and I just like made it happen. I was really? like, I'm doing it. Yeah. And it was, oh, I wish I would have done it sooner. And I'm like, so I'm, I'm, I just had a birthday. I should know how old I am. Um, 38. We we sang happy birthday. Yeah. Me and Marion have the same birthday actually. Um, but I hear you said you're 23 or 24. 23. I'm going to be 24 in February. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh, your whole life is ahead of you. And so, I mean, like just, you've got so much that you can do. Um, I mean, so do I, but there are things that get limited. And for, for example, when I went to Australia, I met all these young kids. I originally went for a podcast or hosted an event there. I don't know if you know Jess Lively uh, or have heard of her. She's so familiar. Um, she's a lot of like law of attraction kind of stuff, mindset things. And she was hosting an event in Australia. And I was like, I want to go, I just want to go and went. And she, at the time she was doing like what I wanted to do. Um, and I stayed in Sydney for a little while, went to her event, met a bunch of people. And then I had another week and I hadn't made plans. And I walked by this travel agency and it was like for backpackers it was a hostel and it was for backpacking. And I had like a lot of luggage with me. Cause like, it was like kind of winter going into winter in Australia when I was there. And, uh, but I had time and I was like, I'm going to do a backpacking trip up the East coast. I want to go where it's warm. I'm going to go to Cairns. I want to see the great barrier reef. And so I like with all these young people, uh, I'm like at least a decade older than most of them. I've got like all this literal baggage, like not only like here, but like towing it along in hostels and hearing about their lives and the things that they're doing. And you can get like, now it's probably different in, in COVID times, but at your age, you can get a travel visa and you can go and do farm work and, you know, do these different things. You could be an au pair for a family in a beautiful place. So if you wanted to work and have that experience and connect with the land or people in those ways, those opportunities are available. I had no idea when I was that age. I thought, get the job. Like I moved here to San Diego. My uncle had a a company that worked in the defense industry. So I've been to Norfolk and um, been out on ships actually out of <laughs> the base there and, and all yeah. in a, which feels like a totally different life. There's all these other things you can do like that are just like there that I didn't know about and learning about it at, let's say I was 36 when I was there, I was just like, blown away there's so much world so much experience I learned so much from the the young kids that I met about just a different perspective on life and the world and I don't know it's cool it's really that I that desire to experience other places is um 
it's real and it's powerful and it is i think so many it's it's undervalued and scary to it can be scary for people to think like oh my gosh like you can just travel and not have a home because we get so attached um to things i was i was attached to things that's why i didn't do it when i was younger i thought i needed to have a space and that's where like my family history we didn't move all the time we didn't everybody stayed in one place i'm the only well me and my uncle live out here in san diego and then most of my family's home in ohio just yeah no interest to go my mom couldn't understand my interest to see more of the world um yeah it's just a, it's a different way of life in those places that um i don't know i uh, so how how did i even get to where where am i going and how did i get started uh, but i mean backpacking, backpacking in australia yeah well i would love to go and do that now and maybe i will um i actually i've got to get clear on some things that i want around that but being in San Diego, it being an amazing place and still feeling like there's something else. And I've been kind of stagnant in that. And I'm like, I don't know what is yeah. that. And I'm at a point right now where I can choose and I'm like overwhelmed and it, it is easier than I'm making it hard. I mean, yeah, it hard. I, that's something I've got to unpack and unravel another time, but <laughs> I just realized that. Yes. Cause I, that is, you just blew my mind. Like, and even when people say they're like, you know, it's really easy to travel. I'm like, what do you mean easy to travel? And then they're like, no, really, it's like really easy to travel. And then like the, it's more confirmation. Like you saying that is just even more confirmation. I know, I know that people travel in groups like, you know, and I know, I know there are Facebook groups of people who like the larger the group, like the cheaper the flights and stuff like that. Those are really for like sightseeing places, but I mean, there, there are ways. The, the point is there are ways. And if you're not even looking for them, then of course they're not going to find you. But I, I love that. Um, I love meeting people that still have that fire. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, so like, I, I don't, I think that's what I'm fighting. I'm not even fighting, but I'm, fighting to hold on to that fire for life like I don't want to just wake up one day and be like this is fine life is just this is it this is it for me like if this is all I need and sometimes sometimes I wake up I'm like I mean I guess I can be okay with this I'm like that doesn't even make any sense like that doesn't even like it doesn't even feel good to say that like so to travel and to not be attached to anything but where I'm going tomorrow just feels like it feels like a dream you know like and even if I don't travel for the rest of my life just to be able to say like for a little bit I gave my dream a chance just just the dream of not having to answer to anybody no one needs to get their hair done tomorrow no one needs to bother me like I can and not not saying I'm working for free or traveling for free but like that isn't work to me that's just paying the price like I'm just paying the like if I have to if I have to do this to travel then I'm gonna do this to travel but like wow 
Wow, wow, wow. I definitely, I definitely feel that. And I definitely understand being in a, being in a place that you're just like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Cause that's how I feel now. Um, when I moved out, I wanted to, well, I always did. I wanted to move out with my best friend um, and live in New York with her, but she is an actor. She goes to acting school and she has all her actor friends and I love them. But I would not roommate with them. We are not. We are not people that I would just. They're really. They're super sweet. I absolutely love them. But I realize I. Um, if I'm gonna share like extended space, and I think that was also me talking myself out of it too. Because even saying that out loud, because I would share extended space with random strangers around the world. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I commit to living in New York with my with my best friend? I was just scared. So I ended up getting an apartment in Norfolk, 20 minutes away from Virginia Beach, instead of just moving to, to New York with my best friend, because she moved to New York. And I like sit in my house. I'm like, yeah, you know, you got what you wanted, an empty apartment. And then I'm like, you could, you know what I mean? Like you could have, you could have had roommates and just traveled. I don't feel bad, but I, I see how I like, went out of my way to self-sabotage or tried to but the more I think about it, I'm like everything's happening in perfect motion perfect order right yeah I mean I think there we can always look at any situation in a multitude of ways and what I heard is that you needed that other that in-between step and that's okay like I don't know I feel like we get obsessed especially in the personal development world of like taking the leap do it, you know, the, the big leap, like totally yeah. the thing, right? Gay hunger. Yeah. Sometimes the little leap is okay. And the little leap is what we need. Like everything's unfolding perfectly. Um, yeah. And, and we'll allow for, you know, maybe a bigger leap or the different leap, or yeah. maybe you needed the space to be in your cocoon before you stepped out and traveled and, you know, no, no. Do there need to be judgments? I mean, self-examination, I guess, and reflection, really? but. But without judgment. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Like, oh, like, not, I was just scared. Like, no. Were you just scared or did you, like, maybe your intuition, like, knew what was best for you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. We definitely, I definitely um, judge my my choices harshly if I don't like see the immediate benefit of the choice. Yeah. Yeah. This was a horrible decision. Why did I do that? And then I'm like, come on, like you made the choice. Like, and I, I think once that like period of, oh no, I made this choice and oh no, I made the wrong choice, which is not even true like once that gap gets smaller and then eventually just disappears and then you just made a choice, made not a choice. good, not bad, made a choice. Like you're going to go in that direction and then whatever's next is whatever's next. And wow. Wow. <laughs> I think, I think, a, I think a part of me is scared that like, I'm, I'm going to wander for the rest of my life. Like, and I don't really like, I want to see the world I don't know. I don't even know. I, I feel like the words are like, like there's, there's something coming through. 
Yeah, yeah. My the words got caught in my throat, and I was like, I'm just not gonna say anything. But it yeah. already came like right here. It feels like I'm like directionless, you know, and it's almost scary because everybody's like, I know what I want. This is what I'm gonna do. I know exactly what I want. And I'm like, do y'all really like it, like are y'all making these definitive choices, like these defining choices at like 22, 23? Like my friend's like, I want to be an actor. That's just it. There it is. Going to New York, gonna do it. My other best friend, she was like, I'm gonna work in marketing. I'm gonna both and like she's like, I wanna live this life. And I'm like, like I I it's not that I can't make a choice, but like I can't give you such a I can't commit to such a to a life like that and I'm scared that I'm like never gonna commit to something which is like so scary because you're you're taught like oh you have to like if you don't live it if you don't put your grounds in something you know you're never gonna be successful you're never gonna make it and I'm like I don't really what is success if it's not doing what I love like what what is it what does it mean? Like if I decide to travel the world for a year and I'm like, okay, now I want to make music. And then I make music. I'm like, okay, now I want to host a festival. And I'm like, did I, like, was I a failure? Like, and then it's like, you're not a failure. I think it's the, it's the failure. I I feel like I'm going to disappoint somebody because I didn't do the right thing. The perceived right thing. It just feels, I don't know. I feel like I'm disappointing I don't know. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, other than that question to ask a question. Um, <laughs> commitment and that like being in like, like saying, okay, I want to do this and that's it. You feel like that's what your friends are saying. Like you see that and kind of like, what I'm hearing is like, why don't I, like, I don't have that. I don't have that. I want to just commit. And it sounds like there's a little bit of fear. If you do make this travel thing happen and say that this is it, that then you have to keep traveling. Like you think that you have to do that forever and that not doing it forever is the failure. But yeah, if I stop, then what was it all for? Because you wanted to do it. It was for the experience. It was for the right yeah because you wanted to um the tim have you ever listened to tim ferris's podcast uh is he 80 20 he's a four-hour work week guy i'll send i want to send you an episode um he interviews matthew mcconaughey and there's just so many gems in there um matt he, he talks about this um how he got to be like the rom-com guy. Like he went from being like this actor who met a guy in a bar and ended up with this role in Dazed and Confused. And then suddenly like started, um, he did what A Time to Kill. And he went from an actor getting very few offers to getting like any role he wanted, but he got like penned in as like the romantic comedy guy. Mm -hmm. And he was getting all kinds of offers and then just decided I wanted to be an actor, but like, I didn't want to be the romantic comedy guy. Like, how did I get here? And he made this conscious decision to just start saying no to rom-coms. So yeah. just stop, stop doing that thing. 
and he like didn't work for something like a year and a half he even got like a offer for a movie that was a romantic comedy and they went from like offering him 10 million to like 15 million and he just said like no held to his no and then eventually started getting offers for roles that were like totally different and so it was like well was he a failure at romantic comedies or did he recreate himself into someone who now does these films like Dallas Buyers Club and really like more like roles that allowed him to become the kind of work that an actor that he wanted to do but like I don't think any of us from the outside would look at him as not being successful like I look at Matthew McConaughey and I'm like that guy's fucking amazing yeah you know but then on the internal like he went through this whole other thing that you know, I didn't know about until I listened to this podcast with him and Tim Ferriss, just like yeah. talking. I didn't even know he did rom-coms. I was like, what? I, uh, like well, when you said you're, Dallas you're young. <laughs> I was like, he does serious movies like rom-coms, <laughs> Matthew <Did> McConaughey. <laughs> oh, Balby, you made me feel like I earned this gray hair. <laughs> no, I, I like, I, I was like, I was gonna look at him, I was like, what? Yeah, have you ever even seen Dazed and Confused? I was like, what year were you born? 97. I have not seen Dazed and Confused. <laughs> 1993 that- is when Dazed and Confused oh, came out. My goodness. What about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? That was him. Oh my goodness. I forgot. 2003. So you were like six. He, he was in that. Is that with Heidi Klum? No, no, no. No. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. No, that's the other... Oh, did I lose that? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah, I lost the the thing. But, um... The blonde lady. The other blonde lady. (laughs) Oh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, yeah. It's with Kate Hudson. That is funny. Um, like... So, yeah. I want to do everything. That's, that's, I think that's it. I think I'm scared that like, I'm going to get to this point again where I'm like, oh, I'm traveling. I'm having the best time. I'm like, okay. Kind of want to do something What about getting excited about that time coming again? Because I feel like this is really exciting. Like we, this whole conversation was really exciting and full of potential and like ahas and that that'll be that'll happen when you're ready to pivot again too and it's just a pivot not a fail not an end you're quoting you're quoting i know i know i'm just like giving you back what you (laughs) i love a good pivot that is so true that is so true that is so true yeah i mean literally not even what's the worst that could happen but what's the best uh-huh. What is truly the best thing that could happen? Like I open up, I meet someone that like I've never met. We have an awesome conversation. I make awesome connections. I learn and I learn and I experience and I learn. Yeah. And who knows? Literally, who knows? Why would why would failure be an option? I mean, that's so crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. I I don't even know why I'm thinking like that because I didn't think like that. I didn't think like that two years ago. I didn't. Huh. I didn't. Well, I think, I mean, I don't, 
I don't know all of like your story, why you think like that now or didn't, but I think in my experience, as I've thought more about how I think, I realized that back in like the past, I didn't even know what I was thinking in some way. So like, as I just gain more and more awareness of how I'm thinking and what I'm thinking, then just things shift. And I just accept that there was stuff that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't even aware of what I was thinking. So, you know, (laughs) I was just kind of like doing and I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And it like works because I'm really good at like figuring shit out. But I'm like, I don't have to make this, I don't have to make this hard. That's why I'm like, well, I did, yeah, I didn't make it hard back then. I don't know, I don't know when I got to this overanalyzing, think before you step, don't say the wrong thing kind of person. And I, well, honestly, yeah, I do. Because when I started this business, I was like, well, you have to be a professional now. And now oh, you put yourself in a box. I sure did. Labeled it. I sure did. I was like, I'm a businesswoman and this is a business and you have to, I'm like, oh, God, please. Like people can get their hair done anywhere. They will be just fine. Like, so what, what's your, what's your business now? Like, what was that even that? Okay. So I was supposed to do supposed to, I got a business partner um in the last mm like the last semester of mma i was telling everybody i was like i was gonna do yoni steaming you know when you like steam oh, your yeah. vagina yeah. i was gonna do yoni steaming and then my business partner and i we just did not see eye to eye we just had two very different ideas and like if i can't fully commit to something then i'm just gonna like pull the brakes back and I think uh, it also was a big lesson on like communication because I felt like I was expressing to her that I wasn't happy, but it wasn't enough because when like I finally just broke it off, she was like, where's all this coming from? I'm like, I don't know if you haven't heard me say that like, I want it to go a certain way and just creatively we, like her idea was this whole luxurious, this, this luxurious fur rugs everywhere. And I'm like, I feel like if we're dealing with vaginas, it should be a more natural feel. But she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong and neither was I. We're just different. It was really kind of hard to put those two ideas together, like luxury and then like supernatural, like even merging them. Like, I was like, I just don't know. And then not only like that was my issue with it, I was, but I was already just turned off. I think my thing is I was already turned off and I was finding a reason to just not, to, to not commit. Um, the Instagram page, I hated it. And I was like, you could just make a new one. I was like, no, I hate it. I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, I I really, I think I was looking for a reason to go um, because I didn't want to attach my name to something that number one, I wasn't proud of. And then number two, I wasn't even fully committed to. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was going to, you know, commit to something I didn't want to do, I might as well just stick to doing hair. So um, I'm taking clients, I'm taking hair clients again, but even that I've already, I already told everyone I'm not doing hair anymore. Now I'm like, LOL, JK. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's a super, I'm in a super big limbo, like a very big limbo. Luckily I have enough money to like <clears throat> last me a month and a half. I'm not a month, a month, two months, enough money lasts me two months. But I'm like, 
not even i have some money in stocks i have some money in stocks my friend he is obsessed with bitcoin and is like watching the markets and all the, the he's just texting he's texting the, the freaking chat and was like there's some life-changing money about to come in so hopefully if this life-changing money comes in it's like first chance out of here but it's like even that I'm not banking off money that I don't have in my hands I really feel like I'm in I truly feel like I'm in limbo right now like right now I'm taking clients kind of right now I'm like trying to figure it out kind of I'm just like I don't know it's a very big it's a very it's not even a, I don't know I don't know what to do it's like what are you waiting for dude like I oh man I'm in a different but similar place and mm-hmm. I'm curious because I had some ahas of like I feel like oh well I've, I can like I have money to get by and yeah. you know, I have enough and yeah and I have this time but like and not all these things I want to do but I don't really know where I'm going so I don't feel like I really have the space to do it and um <laughs> I realized like um well, Sean said something to someone else, like, if, if, if you've got the time and you're not producing content, like, why aren't you making like a 10 minute YouTube video a day? Like, what's, what's your excuse? I was like, Oh, that's yeah. me. I have the time. I'm not yeah. doing it. Like, okay, yeah. that's all right. But I am doing my one podcast a week. So there's yeah. a step. And I really can, like, I have these ideas of like, Oh, I want to have a space where I can record or I can do this. If I wanted to, I could go rent an Airbnb for a week and be by myself and have that space and do it. And I yeah. just haven't. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I yeah. Instead, I'm yeah. here. I'm like, I'm in the bedroom recording this. My partner is out in the living room working at his desk, like keeping myself in this, like, you know, it works, but it's not like what I could be doing. And like, I, I think it's because I think what I, what I want to do is, well, I should have my own apartment. I want to have this. I want to do that. Or, um, I don't really know where I want to be. So I can't just go and travel yet because I don't have this other anchor. And it's like, no, actually like now's the time that I can do that. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, can you travel somewhere that it like is somewhere you haven't really thought about traveling like, does it have to be like an international beach can you go like- because if i buy a ticket after this phone call i'm gonna <laughs> like the more <laughs> i it's been in the back of my like not the back like the on my forehead like it, it's the last step like i've done all the extra analysis the minute i get on any one of these like booking flight sites it's over like because i'll my card information flight booked the minute the flight is booked i'm gone oh give me one second hold on yeah oh just going to book her flight she'll be back (laughs) (laughs) this has been i'm gonna keep talking while while bobby's gone just because i really don't want to edit this out um there's I, we've been in such flow of conversation. I almost forget that we are recording this for people to listen to and to watch. And, um, that's really part of the intent. And I hope that for anybody listening, that that is, um, 
interesting and not not distracting. I know that if you're listening by audio, there will be gestures that you miss. And so if you find this conversation really interesting, I hope that you'll um, watch it on YouTube since we recorded it over Zoom so that you can see our gestures and see our energy and really get the full experience. Um, but I think audio is, is great as well. Um, and I, oh gosh, I'm so excited by everything that Balbi and I have talked about so that I can start doing more of the things and it can start, like I needed this permission, but it, I don't know, it's inspiring to, um, talk about these things and dreams and, uh, things that hold me back so that I can then not be held back by them like acknowledge what is and um, then do something different, uh, if that makes sense. Sometimes I talk and then I'm like, wait, what was I saying? Um, and I'm getting hungry. So when Bobby gets back, I think we'll wind this down though. I have a couple more questions for her. Um, it's going to be a bit of a long episode, but time is what it can take for things to unfold for for dreams for the things that we want it takes time for a good meal to cook it can also be quick uh we seared ahi i'm looking outside we seared some ahi tuna on the grill the other night and that was really fast and and delicious and then like i made a bone broth that took many hours so um no either or both hands yay Bobby, you're back. I've just been, I've just been like talking to, so that, um, cause I kind of forget that, that we're recording this. This is a podcast. People are listening and <laughs> we are, <laughs> um, which is exactly like what I wanted for, like what I want for these conversations to just flow and like not be an interview to be like a both way interview a a flow so um I do I'm getting really hungry I haven't eaten yet today so I do want to like start to wind it down um but I had a question because I was really curious you mentioned a music festival and you mentioned making music I was curious what like can we just like go there for a minute and hear what that's about Yes, yes, yes. Unless there's something, I want to make sure, did you want to talk about any more about booking the flight? You're going to do it after. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I, to TMI, whenever I get nervous, like super, super nervous, I have to poop. And I literally got a nervous poop. And I was like, had to go poop, had to go let it out. So that's how nervous I got. This is not, this is not TMI. This is exciting. This is really exciting yeah, on a somatic yeah. level. That no, is, that is really good. You're like, letting go. I literally was like, just buy the ticket. I was like, oh my gosh. And then my stomach goes like, go, go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it doesn't, I realize now all the moments that I have my nervous poops that I'm like, that's the time where you needed to go forward. Like, just, just go ahead and do it. So not to continue on my poop story, but for my festival, um, I want, I love music. I absolutely love music. My first boyfriend, um, he is an artist. I just am watching him 
like actually care about his craft you know what I mean like stay in stay in the studio for hours learn how to mix and master his own music and actually be really good at it like but I've already I've always loved music we met at the senior year talent show I was singing and he was rapping and then like he now wants to sing and like I now not even want to rap I want to um do spoken word so music and just all forms of just like you just put music behind it whatever I gotta say put music behind it it turns into a song but um I've, I've always wanted to you know write and record an album but for the festival I wanted it to be like everything um people always assume music festival which there will be music at, but I think of it more like a super big, almost like a block party, but with resources. I want you to come, like if you have a problem, we have a resource for you. So you need therapy, we got you. You need financial advice, we got you. You need, ooh, um, private practices, we got you. You need own um, small businesses, we got you. Art, music, self-expression. Like there's a little bit of everything for everybody. I think that's the reason why I like community events. It's the reason why I like to talk about everything because no, I can't talk about one topic for the rest of my life. Like I like the options. I like knowing that if you come to me or to anything that I'm involved with, like you can get hit in any direction. Like we talked about everything. We pretty much talked about everything. Like mm-hmm. we've, we've covered everything. And I, and I love that. And I want, I want to create a space for that, like a yearly space um, where you just come, you have a good time. There's food trucks everywhere. Um, there's music, there's actual like musicians playing super, super loud, like really good time. But if you need anything, just come ready to pick something up. You need a book you need a podcast, you need some advice, like down the list, down the list. It, it's, it'll be beautiful. It'll be, it's, it'll be in a park, a super big park with tents up and I see people everywhere and I see the stage over there and I see like people coming in and just getting their lives changed. Or even if you don't want to come get your life changed, just want to come and just be around people who care about each other just come out. It's, it's going to be the best. I'm promoting it as if I have the space, but like, <laughs> well, it into existence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, so festivals are what helped me unlock like my expression in 2014. I went to my first regional burning man and like, you know, I think, are you familiar with burning man? So mm-hmm. big, festival in the desert people don't like to call it a festival some people don't it's about based on these rat 10 radical principles of self-reliance and community and it's a total gifting it's not commercial people started coming together in the desert of nevada to create a civilization for like a week Mm -hmm. and see how you could survive with only bartering you're not buying anything people set up camps and they all cook food for each other. People offer workshops and um, all kinds of things. You can go and learn about, I mean, there's a psychedelic community. So there's a lot of talks about that, but also like healthy foods and business and finding your soul's purpose, uh, all, all kinds of things that are, you know, a little, there's a lot of fringe stuff, you know, yeah. um, but amazing. And there's a regional one that happens um, in San Diego. And in 2014, I got to go to my, my first one. And 
and just saw music like I'd never seen. I saw people expressing themselves in ways I'd never seen. I, there were glass blowing um, workshops that you could go and like sit in on. I took a yoga class where someone was like playing the flute at the end and it was under these oak trees yeah. and it's just um, gorgeous. Now Burning Man gets to be like 70,000 people. And I was supposed to go two years ago and I, I got cancer instead. And then I was going to go this year and COVID happened. So they didn't have it. But like what you're describing is like different, but similar in that like yeah. people giving people a place to come and get the things they need and like enjoy and express yeah. and play and learn. Yeah. Like it's, I, I share the similarity because I think that people really need that and want that. Yeah. So like your vision has like huge legs. <laughs> so keep, keep doing it. And I want to come, uh, I want to yeah. be a part of it. I'll teach the yes. slack line and yes. have that experience. And yes. um, yeah, I kind of have a, I thought about having a festival myself too. I went to Oregon Eclipse Festival in 2017. So music, like centered around music, um, but there was a solar eclipse. And so that was like the main event. And yeah. it was breathtaking to be yeah. in nature and see that. And there's an eclipse in 2024 and it's going to go through um, Northeastern Ohio where I'm from. Uh, and there's like land out there where it could be done. And it's in, I think it's in April. So like weather could be okay. Oh, this is doable. I, I'm like, doable. Right? yeah, well, so the, this is where I start to get overwhelmed. I'm like, is that really my vision? Like how big do I want to do it? Like there's just, I've never thrown a festival. And yeah. when I think about other eclipse festivals, like they're big, there was supposed to be yeah. one this year in Patagonia in Chile, um, where there's a solar eclipse going through in December. It's probably not happening now because of COVID and all that, but like, it takes a lot, like, especially at that scale, like I think Oregon eclipse had 60,000 people. I mean, I don't know, maybe I can do a festival for like hundred. I don't know. Yeah. So, but look, I talked about it. This was brave of me. I feel very like, Ooh. but it starts small. Um, Afropunk yeah. Fest, which is what inspired me. It's in New York. Um, it started in New York, it started in Brooklyn and it was just a couple friends got a, a stage and a couple friends and that was it. And then the next year it was a couple more people. And then the next year it was a couple more people. And then now there's Afropunk Brooklyn, Johannesburg, Atlanta, like Solange wow. is there, Janelle Monet, like, and I went, I went not last year. Yes, I went last year. And it was just like, look at all these people. Like, look at all these people. And to think it, it has to start small. Like something that grand could not have started big. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have. The 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 sheer difference in like black people, it was just like everyone was just expressing themselves so beautifully. There were, everybody was just so different and dressed exactly how they wanted. People with, my best friend, she had blue hair at the time. There are people with like crowns on and gowns and, and oh, just beautiful. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. So, so many beautiful people, like just 
fully standing in their own truth. And I was like, dude, this is doable. Like, even if I have to start small, this is doable. You can do it. You can totally yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, like, it, you, you don't start, like, we start at zero. We start with nothing. And then, and then it becomes something. Like, look at us bringing this full circle. Full and circle. again, you have brought it full circle. <laughs> it's all it's all all the same all one um okay i'm starting i'm like parched i've drank through all my fluids that i have here <laughs> this is so good um do you have any anything else you want to say or a question for me or like were you a declaration or anything anything i'm so grateful honestly i'm so so grateful i'm really sitting here like i have no excuse you know i have absolutely no excuse to just do it really like more than an inspiration just like a like a lit a fire in my ass like just do it man like there's nothing but time there's nothing but life to live and sitting here over analyzing what's my next step is not going to get me anywhere closer to where I need to go so I really appreciate you I really do thank you thank you for being open to this I appreciate you too to take the leap like you didn't know me and say yeah I'll come on your podcast like <laughs> we'll, we'll schedule a time to talk for two hours I don't know you know and yeah it helps me like I'm I'm gonna leave this conversation really inspired and also uh, an important takeaway for me is like I've developed some tr- more trust in my knowing because I felt a connection I wanted to talk to you and I just said hey will you do this and that's been uh, a place that I get stuck in the podcast is that I, I like to just sit down and talk and share, but I really yeah. like the conversations. And um, there's been a little bit of like, who wants to talk to me? And like feeling like I need to know exactly what we're gonna talk about and um, trusting that people will wanna show up for it. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, this morning I was like, oh, I didn't check in. Like, I hope she still wants to do it. I hope she's gonna be here. So I was like, okay, yay, it happened. <laughs> and and it, it will keep happening if I yes. follow that, that like call and that impulse. And yeah, thank and you. That every interview will be better than the last, just and, naturally. And that has been so true. My first one that I did was with my friend, Mary. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then the second one was with someone I knew who had appendix cancer. I was like, this was even better. And then I spoke with Mary and I was like, this is even better. And it just, it just keeps going better. And it's not, it's not, I I recognize when I, like, when I think about that, like, oh, this is the best podcast yet. I'm like, oh, how does that make the other, you know, I, I wonder, do my other guests feel like, oh, I'm saying this is the best yet. Like, that's not a reflection on them. Like, no, it just keeps getting better yeah. it doesn't and mean the other ones were bad them. and it's because of them that you could even say that like you know what I mean yeah. like you wouldn't know what this is the best podcast yet without having something to compare it to which is a good in a good way like thank you for making me like even me the next person you'll be like wow I've done so much better like I'm, I'm just another step I'm just another I'm but a step a stepping stone into your amazingness I love this I absolutely loved it loved it loved it loved it yeah thank you me too thank, thank you for you. being here and i hope i'll see you tomorrow right yes. tomorrow on our call i look it is tomorrow to every week yes. i've got to finish my vision board i've been stuck but i think that this is all this white space you would have uh, 
I have too many questions. We're going to talk again. We'll talk later. We'll talk again. Okay. We'll Let's just make later. that a plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love to you, Valby. Thank you for being you. here. Have a good one. Bye.